609, look at you, it's Friday. Look at you, you made it. Come here, you. Goochie, 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 goo. You made it. Don't you love when you hear that on the radio? Dude, it's Friday, you made it. It tickles, though. Goochie, goochie, goochie. Charo had nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody have any trick-or-treaters last night? Zero. Yeah, zero for us, too. Yeah, there were trick-or-treaters on my street, but none came to my building. They know better. (laughs) I got four. I had about 20. And by the way, 20 20 is about maybe a fifth of what we normally get. We usually get 100 or more. I I read someplace that they're actually... They're going to delay. Uh, there were a lot of suburbs that are going to do it on Sunday. They oh, postpone here's the it thing. Sunday. No, 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 no. When we were kids, watch this now. Watch what I do here. When we were kids, it snowed every Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Dave, yeah. you remember, and John, you too, yeah. and Mary, you might remember the stories from your elders. But one year it snowed 75 inches of snow between dawn and dusk on Halloween. Yeah. That's right. And we all went out, we trick or treated anyway, and we were all in. Cotton costumes with those masks with a yes. little rubber band that would make your face oh, sweat. Yeah, the plastic <laughs> it would snap one. off, and you'd have to hold it on with your hand. You'd try to run mm. to keep up with your friends, and you'd fall in the snow again and again and again. And you ran. And you know the really. And you ran. You know the really scary part. We went out after dark. And yeah, by that's ourselves right. with yeah. no parents. Yeah. You went to one house. It was the only house because there was 75 inches of snow. It was the only house you could get to, and you got one fun-sized Zagnut. <laughs> one Zagnut, fun-sized, and you cut it into eighth to share it with your friends. Popcorn ball that was soggy. Yes. Yes. And none of you kids yeah. could be bothered to come out last night. Yeah, it was well, too snowy. I don't think it was the kids. Era. I think it was the parents. Soft. The Did parents you? that yeah. said, no, we're not going out. Did you talk about this yesterday, what different things we went as a kids? What we dressed up as? Well, you'd either go as a hobo. Yeah, you were Hobos like are good. a Hobos clown. Are good. <laughs> and maybe a clown. A ghost. A ghost or a witch. Yeah. Those had, are the four. A hobo, had, clown, ghost, or a witch. We had a Native American Indian costume. We called it back then. Can't call it that now. But th- we had like three costumes that we just went through. Yeah, and we wore the same ones every year. Watch, I try this joke every year. <laughs> this is the 112th year I've tried this joke. You know, one year we were so poor I went as my brother. Because I got his clothes. It was a hand-me-down. <laughs> oh, is that the joke? Yes, yeah, the joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Time now for the top six at six. From the Steve Cochran Auditorium in the lovely Sunrise Hotel, it's time to get your kicks. Get your kicks. With the top six at six. By the way, a uh, new voice there at 6 o'clock in the news is, uh, that uh, I don't know, James Sears, is he filling in? He is. He's filling in for uh, Vic Vaughn, who was uh, out, uh, who took decided to take Halloween off. Well, tell James, nice job. I will do that. Item number one, the CTU strikes over after 11 school days. Students return to class today. Mayor Lori Life would announce the end of the walkout with a lengthy closed-door meeting with CTU officials afterwards, where Jesse Sharkey didn't want to do a photo op with the mayor. But all is well this morning as the kids are going back to school. Anything I'm missing on that story? That's it. Kids are back in class after school and other programs back in uh, uh, back on the regular schedule again today. So all those things happen today. And for the kids that lost their sports uh, uh, opportunities, it's a, it's a shame. And we would hope the grown-ups would learn something, but don't count on it. 
Next! U.S. House of Representatives took a major step in the effort to impeach President Donald Trump yesterday. And let's remember, kids, from our after-school special, an impeachment is essentially an elevated scolding on steroids. The Senate is, in fact, the ones that have to remove the president from office if they chose to do so. It's highly unlikely. But the impeachment part of this with the House, the House has a responsibility to oversee the executive branch. And if they feel this is necessary, they need to execute their duties as a co-equal branch to do it. Any question? No. More Zegnet? Yes. Uh, so uh, the vote was almost strictly along party lines and nobody, including Adam Kinzinger, uh, came over to the other side, though others have scolded Trump in the past. Uh, it went strictly uh, Democrat, Republican. A couple of Democrats actually went to the Republican side. Next. Palatine, oh, and the next move, by the way, is they continue down this road now, and then they decide, because this is largely ceremonial yesterday, but now they continue to decide whether or not they're going to draft articles of impeachment and then have that uh, in uh, the House before they kick it over to the Senate for a trial. Uh, the Palatine man charged with driving his SUV into Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg last month. By the way, not into the parking lot, into the mall, where he blew through the Sears entrance and drove around the mall. Uh, he entered a not guilty plea yesterday before Cook County uh, Judge uh, Joseph Cataldo. Uh, Javier Garcia, 23, faced terrorism and criminal damage to property charges related to the September 20th disturbance. Steve, do we know what the terrorism piece of that is? You know, it's still not very clear. I think it's just um, the state terrorism charge, I think, is a little different from a federal ter- terrorism charge in that you don't have to be uh, be a part of any kind of group. You just have to cause terror. Okay. Um, so I think that's part of what that is. Cataldo uh, agreed to a request by Garcia, the accused attorney, for a mental health examination for Garcia. Yeah, that seems appropriate. Next. Apple TV Plus, the company's long-awaited streaming service, launches today in more than 100 uh, countries. The service is Apple's foray into prestige content, and it debuts amid the so-called streaming where service has programming from A-list talent and undercuts its competitors in price. Costs 5 bucks a month, four ninety nine. It's free for a year with the purchase of a new iPhone, iPad, iTouch, iTouch, iPod Touch. Uh, iTouch is something you shouldn't do unless people say it's okay. <laughs> also a Mac or Apple TV. So I have like uh, the first generation of Apple TV. It only gets super old TV shows now. It won't get anything new. So apparently you have to update every 20, 30 minutes. And this is kind of cool, too. I'm looking forward to uh, downloading this on my iPad to see if I can watch shows on uh, my iPad with this. I'm sure I can because that's part of the deal. But um, th- that'll be kind of cool. And the, they have a bunch of cool uh, things in the works in terms of uh, projects that they're working on. So Five bucks we'll a month is very, very cheap compared to the other services, including Disney Plus, which they announced this week, at $15 a month. It is. but in, And two, if you go and add up all of the different streaming services you have, like I did mm-hmm. this the other day, because I have mm-hmm. Hulu, and I have Netflix. I got them all. And I have Prime, and I'm thinking about getting... That's what fifty bucks right there? Uh, I have twelve grand a month is what I pay. Yeah. I have cable as well. I have full cable package. So I have all the streaming a, you services. You got a deal, is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. I, it's called the idiot bundle. <laughs> when you, when you do a software update on your iPhone or your iPad, you get the Apple TV app. So, Steve, I don't know. You probably uh, have it on there already. Have to yeah, I have not updated my I- iOS yet because yeah, I'm scared so to do that. so you might watch so. it. Well, oh, by the way, you have to do that by tomorrow night. Okay. And if not, Apple police come to your house and they take everything from you. Is that real? Yeah. Okay. Next. McDonald's has a C rating up from an F a year ago from groups aiming to eliminate the routine use of antibiotics and beef production. These are the people we have to stop. Oh, come The people on. that are messing with McDonald's. How dare you? Oh, they just wanted to be better for the kids. Uh, the the re- beef, please. McDonald's. The report titled Chain Reaction on Top Restaurants Rate in Reducing Antibiotic Use in Their Beef Supplies. Well, what if a cow 
has a fever. Maybe yeah. it needs an antibiotic. But it may not have something that requires an, an mm-hmm. antibiotic, though. It may just have a fever. Well, maybe this is preliminary cow doctor stuff, huh? Is it, what is it? Feed a cold, feed a cow? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, I mean, if Chipotle and Panera can do it, they can do it, too. Chipotle and Panera did top the list of fast food restaurant chains when it comes to best practices regarding antibiotics and beef. Does anybody at Panera look like a farmer to you? Does anybody at Panera look like they've ever been near a cow? No. Does anybody... They're going to the jewel across the street. They're buying the steaks where we buy them. They're buying the chicken there. They're buying the eggs there. They're coming over. They're cooking them up. Who hey, are we buddy, kidding? when's the last time you've been near a cow? Um, well, it's been a while. <laughs> See? <laughs> Next. Experts say it's uh, fine to wait weeks or even months to wash your pants. What? Wait, what? what? No, it says jeans. That's the entire story. Uh, the gene washing controversy continues. It's better for the environment, they say. It keeps jeans good looking and staying less faded for longer. Uh, there have been all sorts of things about what you do with jeans, including putting them in a freezer. Oh, yeah. That's good. Because uh, it would kill whatever bacteria might be on the jeans. So is this, um, is this a new pair of jeans or a, a pair of jeans you've already worn and you can wait weeks between? No, it's the, it's the jeans you yeah. wear. It's the it's jeans your don't jeans. need to be washed. We, we used to buy new pairs of jeans. Mary, you might remember this. You'd buy new jeans. You'd put them in like a bathtub with Clorox mm-hmm. and bleach them to, to fade them yeah. intentionally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You wanted we to We used to take that. them, throw them in the road, run over them with a the car. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> or you take a scissors were, and cut holes in them, just like they are now. there was different shades of denim. <laughs> yeah, and that was the night we went out and got a Zagnut. <laughs> My son will love this story because he never washes his jeans. He just lays them on the floor every day. And Here's I'm like, the thing. You know? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wash your clothes. Yeah. That's the whole That's the yeah, entire that's conversation. Right. Wash your clothes. Yeah. There's no other part of that conversation. Wash your clothes. Uh, that's your top six at six. That's it. That's all today for the top six at six. No more. In a big list of life's cheap thrills, nothing is cheaper than talking to Lou Manfredini, who will join us next. 312-981-7200. You've got a problem at your house? You want to know what to do with this deep freeze it hit already? you got any questions at all? 312-981-7200. Lou's first caller is next. It's time to learn it all. Here on Lou's First Call. Lou's First Call is sponsored by Gilkey Windows, Chicago's only family-owned direct-to-consumer window manufacturer. And thank you, Gilkey, for that. All right, 623. We'll get to Tom in South Elgin in a second. Good morning, Lou. Hi. Do you have any trick-or-treaters? We had a ton. See, we had 20 the entire night. We normally have probably 100. We, uh, you know, I live in the city of Chicago, northwest side, mm-hmm. and we normally have, uh, every Halloween, a uh, 600 kids because we give out one piece of candy to every kid. Well, why would that attract kids? I would think that would attract kids. Well, no, 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 but that's the way the we keep track. Oh, I see. Okay. My wife is very adamant about one piece of candy per kid. Well, this year, because we were a little concerned about the snow, mm-hmm. and I think you may know this, Steve, for the last 20 plus years, I wear a bear suit when I'm... You've seen it. I've, I've worn it to WGN meetings. Yeah, and I didn't think it was for Halloween. I just thought you like dressing in a bear suit. I heard, by the way, there was a staff meeting that I missed on Thursday, which had I known, I would have worn the bear suit to that to show my... <laughs> Love and appreciate. Well, you can and take that Halloween, up. So, you can take yeah. that up with the corporate people who you blew off. I mean, that's not in my business. No, I understand. And, and you know, I love to wear the bear suit. Anyway, yesterday, great day to wear the bear suit. I was toasty warm, and I think we probably had half the amount of kids. But I, well, I that's a lot for everybody saying nobody came. So that's a lot. No, no, no. We had a ton of kids, and I kept telling all the kids, "I love your commitment." I go, "What's underneath the parka?" 
Because <laughs> we had all these, I mean, you'd see these cute little girls, you know, dressed up in their princess outfits. All you could see is the bottom, like, six inches of the... Well, the important thing is they knew what they were wearing. They knew what they were wearing. And then this one girl walked up, and I go, what are you? I, I really have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I, I happy Halloween. I had a little guy, no more than four, maybe. And he looks at me, and he goes, you don't have a dog. <laughs> And I said, no, buddy, here's some extra candy. Uh, Tom's in South Elgin. Tom, what is your question for Lou? Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, The question I have uh, involves mold on a roof. I have a northern-facing surface on my roof and getting some stuff. I'm wondering what I can do to get rid of that. There is a product you probably hear me talk a lot about on the radio station called Wet and Forget. And they now make a product um, that you can connect to a garden hose, finally, which is a really game changer for their product. It will spray up to 30 feet. And so when the snow goes away, I mean, you could still do this this year, I'm sure... You know, we'll get some warmer weather where the snow will be gone. You will hook this up to the garden hose. First, hose down the area under the roof, any kind of vegetation, bushes, grass, whatever it might be. Then connect this to the garden hose and spray it from the top down and let it coat the roof. This works really well, in particular on northern exposures of a roof line. After a couple weeks, you'll start to see it uh, chomp away at some of that organic material that's up there. You probably will end up, because of timing of the year, reapplying in the spring. But once you do that, I think it's an annual process that will uh, keep that roof looking great. Now, an interior, and thank you, Tom. Hold on, we got some for you. Um, and uh, an interior roof with a mold spot, like a garage roof, you got to get up in there and get whatever's wet out of there, right? Yeah, on the inside, if, if we're talking about some sort of stain. Like there. a garage roof. You, know, garage, you mean a garage ceiling? Yeah. Correct. So if you can pop up inside there, if there's some type of access to make sure that um, there's no leaking in there, that would be a number one. But also, Steve, you can get some staining from interior moisture because garages are kind of a funny thing because you come in with the warm car when the temperatures are, are such we close that door. Heat can rise from the car. It can it can sort of be gravitated towards one area and it can stick to the surface it might be surface mold and staining mm-hmm. you can certainly try using a cleaner like concrobium which is a mold killer and a little scrub brush to try first but i would also inspect to make sure there's no leak up in the attic well as usual we don't have enough time to spend all the time we like but if you have extra candy from last night this came up during hockberg's appearance yesterday mm. new concept reverse trick-or-treating you but, take your candy to houses around the neighborhood the kids answer the door they say trick-or-treat to you you throw candy at them and you leave <laughs> all right i'm doing it all right buddy in the bear costume see you on tv in the bear costume <laughs> That's Lou Manfredini. We're coming back with the uh, headlines in uh, just a second. Before we get to that, allow me to remind you, Lou's first call is sponsored by Gilkey Windows, independently verified to be one of the country's most energy-efficient windows. All right, there's some skepticism here, and I guess I understand why, but basically what we're doing is we're trying to serve you, you, you know, with something that, you know, we don't normally do on the Steve Cochran Show. People seem to like the psychics. Got that Long Island madam. You know how much she cost to be on the show? I don't know that kind of Long money. Island medium. Oh, it's not a madam? <laughs> no, she looks more like a madam to me. Different person. Mm, I should pay more attention. So we, I, I didn't want to bring her in. There's a few other famous psychics and stuff. And I said, well, let's start in a more reasonable end because we got this new company, Nexstar. I don't want to spend a whole bunch of their money. Not I'll spend any of my money. So um, 
So this is a reasonably priced psychic, is what I'm saying. And if you have a question for him, 312-981-7200, because we've had several people call, but they don't want to commit to staying on the air and talking to him. So I guess we're going to have to go with staff questions out of the gate here. Um, and let's meet and greet our uh, new psychic friend. What do I call you? Hi. <laughs> oh, no. well, well, what do I call you? What is your name? Well, I'm, I'm the Greek psychic. Greek? Uh, yeah, my first name is Kelly. Telly. Uh-huh. And my last name is Pathetic. Telly Pathetic. I see what you did there. No, I, I didn't do that. That was my company name. Okay, well, it's very strong. Telly Pathetic. I, I guess it is. I don't know. All right, so we're going to start with, uh, since you're Greek, I think this is perfect. We're going to start with Vivian, our uh, staff Greek, uh, here on the show. Viv, do you have a question about something in your personal or work life you'd like to have uh, deeply examined by our psychic friend here? Actually, no. I actually have another question about tomorrow night. Uh, there is um, there is a Halloween costume party that I'm attending. Hold on one second. Telly, are you getting enough oxygen? You seem to be breathing very hard. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I've got allergies. Okay, all right. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tomorrow night there's a costume party. So there's a costume party tomorrow, and uh-huh. the, the winner of the costume is offered uh, a free trip to Greece. Wow. So whoever wins best costume gets to get a free trip. So I'm just asking. I'm dressing as a tired Wonder Woman, um, and, um, and and I'm just wondering if I would be um, the winner of that. You want to know if you're going to win the costume contest tomorrow win. night, Telly? I, well, here's the thing, and I'm sorry, I don't really predict things. <laughs> what do you mean you don't predict things? You're psychic. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I, I usually just tell people about their past. And uh, so you could, tell people. Guess, hold on a second. I guess I could guess. I guess t- I could guess. <laughs> so do you think she wins or loses? I I I don't I I I don't even think you're going to play. You know, so she thinks she's just going to bag out and not go to the contest. I think she's going to give up the idea. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get this straight. You're a psychic yeah. that predicts the past. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I have more success that way. Uh, Gee, do you have a question for Telly Pathetic, our psychic? Mm. Um, how bad of a winter are we going to have? That's a fair question, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, I think you're missing the point here. <laughs> um, I would, I would, uh, I'll, I'll venture to say, though, that I was in town yesterday as well, so, uh, and it was pretty bad. All right, so let so, me ask you a question related to that. How bad a winter yeah, did we have last year? Last year was pretty bad. All right, there you go. So obviously he's one for yeah. two. Uh, Dave, do you have a question? I, I do. Telly, I was going to ask you if I would be moving in 2020, but instead, did I move in 20? <laughs> <laughs> did I move in 2019? Did did Dave move this year? Now, uh, Mr. Dave, when uh, yes. when you say move, do you mean physically? Like, no, no. I mean relocate. Like his I house. mean relocate. Oh, so where you're where, where you're saying is where you're living now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did, did I move, move in 2019? Else? I can't make it mm-hmm. much clearer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well. um... You should talk to your wife. <laughs> you seem to be kind of insecure about your powers. Well, I, I think you know. I I I think it's it's good to be able to tell people what what's happening. But um, I'm so hit or miss. I don't want to commit. <laughs> so you're kind of an insecure psychic. 
Oh, I wouldn't say insecure. I okay. just um, I'm called the medium rare. Okay. <laughs> All right, Telly Pathetic Super Joe, do you have a question for Telly Pathetic? I sure do. The Bears are in Philadelphia on Sunday. They're catching four and a half. Uh, it's not a matter of what I'm betting on. It's a matter of how much. How much should I bet on the on the Bears this weekend, Telly? You know, I'm I'm getting a real sense right over the phone that I don't like this guy. <laughs> what? That's not, that's not really relevant to the question, is it? And oh, the feeling okay. is mutual, Telly, so uh, just get well, to the asked, answer. You yeah. asked, your, my prediction is that you should never get on the phone. <laughs> okay. That's more of a statement than a prediction. Steve, okay, do you have yeah, something for yeah. the uh, psychic? You know, I mentioned before we started the news about lottery tickets, but I'm thinking now maybe I should just ask whether or not I'm going to live uh, a long and happy life. <laughs> that's fair. Is anything you can tell me about my health and happiness? Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, first of all, and uh, have you been alive till this moment? I have, <laughs> yes, for 51 years. 51, okay, minus divided by... You'll, yeah, you should live through the day. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> right? Well, that at least has you hoping for the weekend. Yeah, well, I have lunch plans, so at least I know I that's mean, good. I could be wrong. Could be <laughs> yeah, wrong. no, we've understood that you're not really confident. I don't confident. know. I mean, if you feel like you're going to live, you could. You got a good shot. <laughs> Maybe we should have spent a little more money on the psychic. Yeah, I think so. All right, last question. Mary Vandeveld, what is your question I'm, for Telly Pathetic? Great question for you, Telly. Will you ever appear on the show again? <laughs> uh, um... Will you I, you ever know, be I, asked to appear on the show again? Well, those are two different questions. <laughs> no, the well, second one. To be, to be honest with you, the the attitude that's coming through your 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 mouth needs no. <laughs> Once again, you've been listening to Telly Pathetic. Do you have a website you want to plug or a phone number uh, you want to throw it? Or? Well, I, do you really want it? or <laughs> He really has. I don't know. He's got sort of a self-worth issue because when you need a psychic to predict your future, you want somebody coming in with bold visions, don't you? Not someone that goes, ah, I don't know, it could go either way. Psychic, are you related to Truman Capote? A listener wants to know. Oh, uh, that's a fair question. Let me see if he's still on the line. <laughs> Telly, are you still there? Yeah, I was trying to predict Mary Vanderbilt. <laughs> if I'm coming back, apparently I am. It happened a lot faster. That was quick. <laughs> 645. <laughs> it is uh, 6.50. Coming up on the show, after 7, Coach Fitz. After 7.30, about 7.40, as a matter of fact, uh, Dan Hampton will be on. Dave, what's he talking about today? Uh, he's going to talk about the, um, I, I think, the what the Fed is going to do with the prime. It's probably less aggravating. Mm-hmm. Bears and Eagles on Sunday. Uh, Dean Richards, uh, after 8 o'clock, and... Um, let's see. Uh, oh, from uh, Netflix, the lineup. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson in studio. Yeah. Yes, oh, indeed. Yeah. Taylor Tomlinson coming in uh, later on as well. You guys on the phone? Text us three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is the number three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred, and that is for text or phone calls. Anybody have anything uh, happen to them last night outside of trick or treating they want to share with me? Because uh, you know I hate to find these things out after the show. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? I, had, I had something. What happened? So uh, the the heavy snow um, made two large tree limbs fall in front of my house. Is that right? Had it happened a couple of hours later, it would have hit trick or treaters. Yeah, they, there were limbs were all over the place. Branches. Crazy. Came down. Yeah. It was bad because yeah. there's still leaves on the trees, yeah. and they're all weighted down anyway, and then the snow was so heavy. it just uh, Didn't you see a lot of branches down? I, I, I really didn't, no. Oh, I saw them all over my neighborhood. Yeah, and the city, the, my street had a lot down, because I mean, at one point yesterday afternoon, it was snowing so heavily, it couldn't even see across the street. 
And uh, all of the trees in my street still have all their leaves on them. And, and these branches, one branch came from one tree, like high up, and knocked a branch on a lower tree. And it came right down on the sidewalk in front of, of my condo building. Well, you're right. That could have been very... It, and I could barely move the one out of the way of trick-or-treaters. And had, had there been little kids on the sidewalk, I don't even want to think about what happened. Yeah, what no happened. kidding. Well, that's scary. Yeah. Well, here's one left over from Halloween I can share with you. I don't, I don't know how we missed this. You know, with our top flight Cracker Jack staff, this is from yesterday's Chicago Tribune. Remember earlier this week, we were talking about what age you want to die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really John, uplifting. you didn't get to play, oh, yeah, by the way. No. What age would you like to die? 59. <laughs> You're 60 now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm past. You're in overtime. Yeah, exactly. This should have happened. Your dad, li- your dad lived to be 95? 94. 94. Oh. I like your chances. You're going to be around for a while. Okay. Here's our last Halloween topic. From the Tribune yesterday, funerals are going green. Biodegradable caskets, mm. water-based cremation. What is it, like Tang? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Seven years ago, Jack Davenport, co-owner of the Davenport Family Funeral Homes and Crematory, was approached with what seemed like an unusual request. A family trying to grant the last wishes of a loved one wanted the body buried in a biodegradable casket to allow for natural decomposition. Davenport was able to accommodate the family. Now, if you've ever gone through this, um, where you've had to say goodbye to a loved one, there's an odd process. It's You know it the second time. The first time you go through it, you go, Whoa, what? And it's essentially casket shopping. Yeah. Because they take you into what amounts to a casket showroom, uh, and then you decide, in most places, if you're going to have an urn for cremated remains or a casket. And at that point, you know, depending on your 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 budget, I suppose you have to decide: Am I going to go with the uh, the Rolls Royce of caskets for uh, Dad, or am I going to go uh, a little bit cheaper, say with the plywood one? <laughs> uh, and it's an odd process. You guys have been through this, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. have the same vibe? It's very, very so. surreal. Same I with mean, the urns too. You just kind of Creepy. feel like you're walking yeah. in a dream. But speaking of this, um, there was a recent HBO documentary called alternate endings six new ways to die in america and it's all about how people are choosing alternate ways of uh celebrating loved ones including if let's say for example somebody loved to scuba dive you can actually put their remains near a coral reef to help the coral reef grow you can also bury people um naturally under a tree and then the tree uses nutrients from the person to grow and then you can go visit the tree okay but wouldn't you feel bad if the tree died (laughs) and they had to cut it down (laughs) you're like oh there goes dad but it's a different way and it's giving people more options and choices um for to celebrate loved ones well, Illinois funeral homes are ramp. This is all from the Tribune piece. Illinois funeral homes are ramping up their green burial service for a small but growing client base that wants to reduce their carbon footprint. I you know, listen. I don't plan on going anywhere for a while, but at the end, uh, after living hopefully a long life, um, I'm not that interested in what my carbon footprint is. I'd like a parade. <laughs> but like, yeah, you should. You should definitely deserve a parade. But don't you worry about? Uh, I mean, what does it matter whether your body's there in a fancy casket that won't ever decompose? I don't know that I want to be cremated or buried. I've never thought about it. To, oh, to any definitely want to be cremated. I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't want... Just, I mean, I want to do a little research. I think it's a can little... Can I Google it? You can definitely Google it. I think it's a little creepy to think about your body being embalmed and being there forever and ever. Yeah, but you just said it doesn't matter because you're not going to know. I know, but it doesn't help the environment. It doesn't help anybody 
around well, left it helps after. the people that survive and they get to go to a place and sit there and talk to you they can go to a tree or they can go to uh you know one of my favorite spots i've already decided to have my remains turn into a bagel box <laughs> well you might as well because you've had to handle a few yeah yeah uh, my parents are buried in a lovely little country cemetery in upstate new york and it's a nice place to go to talk to them all my loved ones are cremated, and they still have a little memorial plaque. You can go there, but there's not a Well, I shouldn't go there. I never met them. It'd be <laughs> awkward. Uh, other green options include biodegradable urns and a water-based alternative to cremation called alkaline hydrolysis. How exactly do you explain that to the kids? All right, kids, here's what's going to happen. Later on in life, here are the account numbers. And when I'm gone, I'd like to do something called alkaline hydrolysis. I think you should have your ashes launched into space. They're doing that, too. Why do you care if you're hairy at that point? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a different thing. We'll talk okay. after the show. Right. <laughs> According to a 2019 survey from the National Funeral Directors Association, less than 20% of funeral homes across the country perform green funeral service, and Illinois appears to be a leader in this area. Uh, the Davenport family has funeral homes in Barrington, Lake Zurich, and Crystal Lake, so the firm has performed about eight green burials so far this year. By and large, it's a request by the deceased. It's something that's pre-planned by families. The uh, I, 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 I don't know. You know, I'm 58. I suppose I should start thinking about this at some point, but why hurry? My dream way of going is Viking style on a giant pyre, on a floating pyre in the lake. And so subtle, then. takes an arrow, and then the arrow shoots a flame, and then it just is engulfed in flames. Wow, you really have thought about yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting how much I've thought about this compared to how much you've thought about this. I was say. Wow. <laughs> I've had a lot, lot of loved ones go. <laughs> it's a shame I'm not going to be around because I would love to be at that service. Because <laughs> that sounds spectacular. <laughs> Who would fire the arrow? Uh, you can emcee it. <laughs> yeah, well, be there for a reasonable fee. All right, stand by now, kids. Uh, we're going to come back and get your news here in just a second. And Steve will do that from the Northwestern Medicine uh, Newsroom next. Thanks. Have a great rest of the day. Go Cats. <laughs> 709, Steve Cochran Show continues. WJM Partners, proud partners, linked arm in arm with Northwestern football and basketball. And the voice of Northwestern, I look at him every morning and go, look, that's the voice of Northwestern right there. That's Dave Ennett. Multi-Hall of Famer. He's got his own broadcast booth. He's a big deal. Hardly. I went as Dave Ennett for Halloween last night. <laughs> you did not. How did you dress? Um, tastefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very tastefully. Fitz, uh, Coach Fitz joins us now. You love Halloween, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a big Halloween guy. Absolutely. Do you dress Absolutely. up every year? No. Not at all. Not mm-hmm. at all. Well, and then how do you consider yourself a big Halloween guy? I was being one million percent facetious there, brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it for the kids. I mean, our, my boys are not laughing. But, uh, yeah, I was always like the original costume guy when I was growing up, you know. So what season are we in? Oh, we're in football season. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to be a football player. So it was pretty pathetic. It was not very creative. I'm guessing you? I'm guessing you, you have big, plenty of gear at the house yeah, if you, you big, ever want to get you dressed. You a Halloween guy? Oh, big you Halloween, big Halloween guy. guy. I went as yeah. uh, I went as Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, last night. So it was a good look for me. Hello? <laughs> Not sure the microphone's he, he knew that. <laughs> All right, look, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You haven't had a season like this. You have not had a season where you've had, 
you know, talent, injuries, frustration, all adding up to a subpar record where, I mean, is, is this a thing that's been a learning curve for you because you haven't gone through this as a coach? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd say learning curve. I'd say frustration curve. I think you, you, you know, you work really diligently to give your guys a really good plan each week. And, uh, you know, we know our blueprint is, is uh, a championship level blueprint. We've, we've done that. We've accomplished that. And, you know, in the postseason wise, it's, uh, it's been three straight against really good teams. So we know all those things work. We just have not been able to get this team to consistently do the things that we believe in as far as being successful on the field. Number one, taking care of the ball. Number two, taking it away. If we just stop and start and end there, uh, you know, we're really kind of violating what our standards are and what we believe in. So uh, working hard to get the guys to do that. There's no doubt about that. Huge game this week. You know, we've obviously got uh, our backs against the wall now to get to the postseason. And, you know, people think I'm crazy, but that's okay. I'm fine with that. It's nothing new. Um, and I just think if our guys can get off to a fast start and get some momentum, it'll take off. We just have not been able to get that done offensively, which uh, has been disappointing, to say the least. You know, we just heard some comments from Matt Nagy. That he showed his uh, his team a PowerPoint presentation uh, featuring the Washington Nationals and their World Series win the other night. Do you kind of look at that situation and think maybe that applies to you as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, Dave, I've tried to pull a bunch of what what, uh, (laughs) other people are doing to win games, and it's not rocket science, right? I mean, turnover ratio, I think we're minus 9 or minus 10. You can't win games consistently doing that. Um, You know, you look at our our first and second down efficiency, it's it's very low. Uh, Our point totals are low. You know, so, you know, more importantly, talking about what we have to do to execute and then showing examples of the other teams that are winning, especially in our game, uh, you know, and why they're winning, you know, and it's unbelievable last week. I I showed a PowerPoint last week of, uh, it was this week, all the Big Ten games uh, over the weekend, every one of them, everyone that won the game won the turnover ratio. Now, it's not the only reason why people won, but let's just start there. And that's, uh, if you haven't heard a theme from me this morning, I think it's it's pretty evident. We've got to take care of the ball and we've got to take it away. So you try to be as creative as you can in motivation and show guys, but at the end of the day, it's our job to get them to execute and uh, to get them to, to go out there and play to the standards that we believe in for us to be successful. Of course, injuries are part of it. We got the word last night the running back Isaiah Bowser is out the, this week. Uh, your quarterback situation, Hunter Johnson hasn't played since the Wisconsin game. Uh, this week, he talked publicly for the first time about his mother's battle with cancer and the effect that's had on him as it would on anybody but he indicated things are better now do you do you foresee him playing this week next week yeah we'll see how it works out dave uh you know it's it's uh it's a process of preparation and uh you know we we look at each each and every rep each and every day is you know to take, take an evaluation of where we're at especially when we're not playing well uh you know if we're playing consistently uh you, you know it's a different story but when we're not you know everything matters and and uh you know, you got to earn the privilege to go on the field. So it's uh, it's been a tough road for him. There's no doubt about that. But we'll kind of see how things unfold in practice opportunities, and uh, you know, we'll see we'll see how the rest of the season unfolds here. You're uh, very good with fans. You're very good with the the kids at school, supporters, and everything. What do you not need to hear from people as they come up and say hi, coach, on the street? Oh, I don't care what people say. I appreciate them. I appreciate passion. I love it. You know, there's no more passionate person and competitive person than me. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I don't. I, I respect everybody's opinion and, and and appreciate it. So I don't. I don't really care one way or the other. But okay. I don't need to, don't need to be patronized. There's no doubt about that. Hey, oh, you know, it's tough. Da, da, da. 
you know, I, I can't say what I really feel on, on the radio, but, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, we put ourselves in this situation. We're the ones that got to get ourselves out of it. That's the way I always approach things. And, you know, my job to get our, our, our staff and our program to approach it that way. So, uh, big game here, uh, tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, fired up about it. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to getting a win. We get a win, we get momentum, you know. It's, uh, it's, uh, with three of the last, uh, four at home. Who knows? Yeah, one week at a time. Uh, Jay, it's time for you to ask your very in-depth football question. <laughs> this is Jay Suki's now very in-depth football question with Coach Fritz. Jay. Okay, Coach. So we are hearing that in a survey of uh, top coaches naming their favorite musical artist, you said Kenny Chesney. So why yes. did you pick Kenny Chesney? Uh, well, there's uh, a lot of great songs that he has. And, uh, you know, I got to know him through this, this guy indirectly. It was one of those situations where it was a indirect introduction from this guy named Manning, who uh, used to play for the Colts. He was a pretty good player. I don't know who he's um, you know, Yeah, I don't know either. So <laughs> we just uh, kind of had a, a connection through that. And then a mutual friend was able to take Stacey and I uh, uh, as a guest uh, to the show and get a chance to meet him. And we've been, you know, uh, friends ever since. So. Love his music, love his shows, fired up. He's coming to Soldier Field next summer. Uh, you know, even years he's usually in, uh, in Soldier Field. So looking forward to that and love the music. And uh, so big, big fan of uh, you go. No, Shoes, no Shoes Nation. Big fan. Is there a nickname for his super fans? Like, you know how Taylor Swift, they're called the Swifties. Oh, he knows. He's coming. Yeah, it's No Shoes right Nation. Yeah, it's, it's the No Shoes Nation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty good deal. So nice. He's a sports guy, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big football guy, big sports guy, and uh, you know, it's, it's if you haven't been to the concert, it's entertaining. So, well, yeah, if it's you, good times. If you ever have an extra ticket when you guys go, you know, just uh, let us know. It's so nice of you to volunteer to be <laughs> yes. a third wheel. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That's really sweet. Let's write that down. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. All right, Coach. Good luck, man. Hey, appreciate y'all. Have a hope you had a great Halloween. It sounds like you did, Steve. So oh, totally. Uh, <laughs> you make sure you're drinking plenty of coffee, buddy. All right, go catch. Uh, there you go. That's uh, Coach Fitz. What's the line in tomorrow night's game? I don't even know. Is Indiana having a good season? Indiana is, is good. Yeah. Well, let's and, beat them. And it's I got an idea. Yeah. Let's beat them. Indiana's one three. They're bowl eligible. They're six and two. They're playing at home at mm-hmm. night. It's going to be a very tough game, mm-hmm. but it's. You know, again, they know they know what they got to do. They got to win out. Yeah, they got to so, win the rest of them. Yep. All right, seven seventeen. Let's go traffic update. And by the way, Hamp coming up on the Bears in about twenty twenty five minutes. You ever hear of a guy named Mattress Mac? M A C K. Yes. Mattress Mac is a big, big Houston mattress store chain, and some Houston Astros fans got pretty pumped up. Many only had to eat the disappointment of losing the World Series. They were heavy favorites, by the way. They had a couple of chances to put the Nets away. But if you had money on other bets that they were uh, open to cash in on and they were riding out on, and then there was uh, there was Mattress Mac. You know what I'm talking about? You know what happened to Mattress Mac? Yes. Mattress Mac did one of these things. You know, we hear about these, like with Super Bowls and different mm-hmm. stuff, where, hey, if, it, uh, if it's 75 degrees yeah. on Super Bowl Sunday, then everybody gets a free house. Right. Or if, the pa- or if the Patriots score 32 and the temperature's 32. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mattress Mac lost $11 million on the Astros in the World Series. Uh, Jim Mackingvale, 68-year-old owner of the Houston area furniture chain, saw more than $11 million in bets on the Astros to win the World Series turned to dust. By the Action Network's county, it placed eleven million nine hundred sixty-one, almost twelve thousand or twelve million, eleven million nine hundred sixty-one thousand dollars on the Astros at different times throughout October in three different states. I don't know who's running this company. 
because Mac's running around dropping a ton of dough uh, on this froze. Um, and uh, his profits totaled $19,641,391 if the Astros won the World Series. So imagine how he felt after they lost the first two. Oh. Then imagine how he felt after they won the next three. Yes. Then imagine how he felt after they lost oh, game six. My. Sportsbooks officially gobbled up millions from his bank account. Mackingvale told Darren Ravel he didn't mind a gambling loss. He said, my mattresses obviously had profit in them. I would do this again tomorrow, and I probably will. It's fun to be part of the greatest story in gambling history, of course. There's a good reason why he's uh, he's he's happy with the result. A win could have cost him more. As it turns out, Mattress Mac doesn't just bet with the sport books. He bets with the customers. And in the spirit of supporting the home team, he had an interesting offer. If the Astros win the World Series, all purchases of more than $3,000 at his store during the season are refunded. That caused a lot of business. People who mess may be putting off buying a mattress, whatever. They came in and uh, and 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 they spent money at Mattress Mac. They might not have spent at that point because of the possibility of getting it for free. McAvale's bets actually hedge against what he says were twenty million on liabilities if the Astros had won. So keep that in mind. He would have won nineteen million personally. He would have, the store would have been up for out twenty million based on this promotion. So it would have been a net loss. So by his team, the Astros losing, it doesn't cost him the twenty million. It only costs him the twelve million. He's actually eight million to oh the good. Oh my lord! <laughs> he was hedging his bet. Seems like Mattress Max smarter than we think he is. <laughs> so now, if I'm the Houston Astros, I'm not necessarily going, "Hey, Mac, how about you shut up about that promotion?" <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So again, free mattress. If the Astros win, he bets that they win. They, in fact, lose. But he makes money by the Astros losing. Business genius. Wow. 7.24. All right, Steve Cochran Show continuing in a moment. Super Joe, let's take this last break. Oh, we're not taking a break. All right, we're sticking around here. Uh, let's talk about what's happening this weekend. Does anybody have anything they desperately need to promote right now while I have an extra minute to do it? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Oh, yes. I'm doing something. What are you doing? I am moderating a um, hu- Chicago Humanities Festival event on Sunday at the Museum of Contemporary Art. Um, that sounds fancy schmancy. It's n- no, it's going to be casual. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be with uh, Chef Kwame Anawashi, and uh, it's about his book Notes from a Young Black Chef. So he's a James Beard Award winner, and it's going to be a fun talk. He actually like started his career by cooking on a giant uh, ship, like the shipping containers, the, those giant oh, the bit, vessels. Like a cargo. Yeah, the yeah. cargo Even ship. Even if that's not true, that's a great story. I know. Yeah. So think about like cooking on one of those ships. Going Did he across. sing while cooking? Probably. Legend lives on from the Chippewa. I down. mean, I don't think there's a big crew with those ships. I think it's just all cargo. So, so he's cooking imagine? for the cargo? No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure for the people, but you've got to do something to entertain yourself. Right, right, right. Uh, anybody else have anything they need to promote before I move on to the real story? And that's when Popeye's chicken sandwich is coming back. It is, yes. It just is. get to it. Ooh. Oh, sorry. And this pertains to ne- my neighborhood uh, eats for next week, by the way. Popeye's? Uh, well, a chicken sandwich. Oh, okay, got it. There's, That's what a radio tease right there, buddy. Yeah, tell me. Can I promote my new big announcement? Yes. Well, I kind of want to hear about Popeyes, Mary. I didn't know you were ready to talk. <laughs> I yeah, I can. I got the okay. All right, talk to me. Yeah, I'm gonna be grandma again. Yeah. Wow. 
Number three, my daughter. Just when I tied you up at two. Yeah. (laughs) You squeeze ahead again. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you, Kelsey and Johnny. They're due at the end of April. That's very exciting. Mm -hmm. This is very exciting. And uh, do we know boy or girl? They're going to wait. I think they might find out. I'm not sure. But it's too early for them to find out. Well, congratulations. Yay. Did you have a guess on the other two? Um, I actually thought the first one was a boy, so I have two little girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what's your guess for this one? I have no clue. I'm not even going to guess yet. It's 50 50 shot of getting it right. Too early. I have to see how she, if she grows high or low. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because that is the tell. We should yeah. probably call telepathetic. <laughs> now, that's yeah, we should. That would have been good. I was going to ask him that, but, you know. It's kind of personal. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to bring it up. Sandwich yet, story. But I got the okay to announce. You know, you got to get the okay first. <laughs> well, now. congratulations. That's yeah. great news. Thanks. That's a hard secret to keep, you know? Yeah, no I, I kept it for seven weeks. Are you seven proud of me or what? I am. That's Absolutely. that's tough for me, and I got a big mouth. Yeah, I, I vouch for that. You worked with me for years. <laughs> yeah. uh, this year, National Sandwich Day is Sunday. Did you know that, Steve? November third. I, I do, and I'm, I'm eager to hear the chicken sandwich story. Popeye's chicken sandwich returns this Sunday. <laughs> now, or is this a, is this a gimmick? Are we sure they're going to have them actually in the store so you can be able to? Buy them. There will be enough for everybody who supposedly they've talked to the chickens. They've worked out whatever their differences are. The chickens are now producing at a level that they will have enough chicken to sell their incredibly popular chicken sandwich. Which, by the way, I had and it's eh. what is it? It's a I... chicken sandwich. Okay. So what? What's the big deal then? Yeah. I mean, if you're just yeah. kind of like, eh, I I don't know why people have gone bananas for this. You agree? I totally agree with yeah. you. And next week on Wednesday for the staff. There will be fried chicken sandwiches. What? what? But it's going to come from somewhere local. Fry the Coop is my story for next oh. week. Oh. And I they have locations in uh, Elmhurst yep. and Oak Lawn. They also are at Well Street Market. Um, and they have a location opening up in West Town. It's a local uh, owner. And it's Nashville hot chicken. And there's different levels of spiciness. And he's going to be bringing chicken sandwiches in. And this is by far... A far more superior chicken sandwich. Meanwhile, what, what day? What day? On next Wednesday. Friday. Oh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. Okay. Next Wednesday. You're talking about? Yes. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, National Sandwich Day is a bit of a problem for Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A yeah, sent out cool. emails to their customers to, about celebrating National Sandwich Day with bonus offers, and they said, "Join us for National Sandwich Day. National Sandwich Day is Sunday." Chick-fil-A is never open on yeah. Sundays. They are closed. So they had to send emails back to everybody saying, uh, whoops, yeah, we screwed that up. Yeah. Are they going to make it up? or? Um, don't know. Don't know. I haven't mm. talked to the chickens or the cows. But I do know the Popeye's chickens uh, are ready to go for you Sunday. Get in line now. Yeah, because I'm not going through the drive-thru again and not ordering. Like, I went through the drive-thru and they had a sign on the window. It says, we're like, out. We're out. I was like, all right, well. You remember when ya. KFC ran out of chicken? It's the same thing. It's there's chicken in your name. Yeah. How do you run out of chicken? It's it's doesn't not, make sense. Doesn't make sense. We'll come back and continue the mysteries of the world. Anyway. Oh, last word here. Maxwell. Yes. Is it your birthday today? Yes. How old are you? Eighty. Eighty years old today? <laughs> Eight zero, you're saying? Yes. All right, Maxwell, stand by. Here we go. We don't have a lot of time here. Happy birthday! That's it. All right, we'll come back in a little while at seven thirty. <laughs> We're late for the headlines. That's next seven twenty. WGN. Animal. Dan Hampton anchors a young Bears defense. An animal. It's time for Dan Hampton.
sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. One of the reasons we love hemp. Well, it's because we do. But because nobody's more passionate and nobody cares. Well, he cares just as much about winning today as he did in 1980. 1979, 1981, 82. I'm going to go through all the years. 83, 84, 85. Every year. You get a, you get a point here, Dave? 86, 87, 88, 89. Remember 90 had the flu? He still cared more about winning. Yeah. No no doubt. Never has lost his passion. And his Chevy Drive Chicago.com brings you the Hall of Famer, Dan Hampton. Good morning, Hampton. Well, good morning. I, I, I greatly appreciate that. You, if nothing else, people knew that I, I honestly did care about uh, about winning. And of all days, of all days for you to say something really nice about me, November 1st, it's uh, been exactly 20 years since we lost our, uh, our, our dear teammate, captain, and beloved uh, family member, Walter Payton, today. That's crazy. And so... Wow. Uh, as I look at this game this weekend, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what would Walter do? What, how would he look at a game like this after going winless in the month of October, after losing three out of four games at home? It, 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 it's, it's high time this team kind of, you know, finds itself and gets its, uh, gets its caboose in gear. And sure, the Eagles, uh, this isn't a walk through the park, but they're beatable. They're four and four, and you know a win is almost a, a necessity. And I just hope that uh, Matt Nagy and the rest of uh, the coaching staff has has kind of brought that point up. You know, the, the reason that you know we won twelve games last year is is not because everybody felt sorry for us. It's because we went out and made it happen. And it looks like to me. There's a lot of that this year. They, the, the team is expecting the opponent to go, ooh, wow, we heard about you guys. You're really good. Here, beat us. No, they're saying you're not going to beat us, and we got to find a way to get these guys to, to go out and, and, and persevere and, uh, and beat people. So uh, it comes down to the quarterback. I mean, this is a quarterback league. Our quarterback couldn't be more suspect. What do you change in a week from that miserable performance last week that's going to make Mitch Trubisky NFL ready? Well, again, a lot of times the, the when you strip it away, all the numbers, all the stats, you know, and the old saying stats are for losers, <clears throat> you know, a bunch of uh, phony yardage doesn't matter when you make critical mistakes. And the two plays that Trubisky made on uh, on those two successive drives at the start of the fourth quarter were just crippling, and he can't do that. And and sooner or later, you know, you know, you got to quit holding this hand. You got to quit, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, his uh, his big brother. You got to say, hey, you're a professional now, and you you got to understand. All this rides on your ability to make the right decision. And, you know, my my dear old coach, uh, Lou Holtz, who I just saw a couple of weeks ago here at the Chicagoland Hall of Fame, you know, he, his, his big thing in life is, is make the right choices. And that's what it's about. And our quarterback has made too many dumb choices. And not only the last week, but this season, last season, since he got here and sooner or later you know they say you gotta you know you mature and you put away those childish things well he's got he's got to start acting like a young man and make some better decisions and 
If he does, we got a good chance of winning. We got a good team around him. You know, you don't win twelve games in the NFL with mirrors. You do it by blocking and tackling. And even if we do a good job of that, which we did last week, we dominated in the stats. It was ridiculous how much better we were than the Chargers. It doesn't matter when your quarterback makes those kind of mistakes. Is this the kind of game, though, Hamp? You're going on the road against a team which a lot of people had in the Super Bowl going into the season uh, and a team that was in the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. I, you win a game like this, and it, it changes the perspective. I mean, I, I go back to your rookie year. The Bears were 3-5, and five, ended up the second half of the season. They hardly lost. Well, you remember that far back. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? <laughs> I, I do know that we made the playoffs. I do know that we, we found a way to beat a lot of good teams. I also remember in 1982, Dick's first year, we were about, you know, we were middle of the pack. But the San Diego Chargers, the same team, well, it's the L.A. Chargers last week, but with Dan Fouts and a bunch of these big shots came into Soldierville, and we basically said, hey, we can beat you, and we did. And it was almost like, you know, a, a magician waving a wand when Ditka stood up in front of the team the next day in the meeting. It was like we have become legitimate now. We know what is required. We know what is necessary for us to be successful. And, yeah, you're exactly right. This is an opportunity, a great stage for this team to kind of write itself and say, yeah, we're in this. <laughs> and even though a lot of teams, you know, may not be looking at the Bears right now because of, of our record, we're not we're not going away. And we're going to make something happen. And, you know, hey, what better time than the present? And if, I, if you know what I mean, if we've ever needed a quid pro quo from Trubisky, it would be tomorrow. We need to have him give us something back for all that's been invested in him. There's a, uh, did that, Steve? I, that was really <laughs> slick, man. Really Very good. slick. Uh, there is a long list of guys who, great guys, fun guys to hang out with, good people, fine college quarterbacks, got the shot in the NFL, didn't get it done. When do we know if this guy is going to be an NFL quarterback or not? And, and more importantly, how do we know? Well, well, again, you know, making great plays is one thing. Making the, the bonehead mistakes that beat you is another. And at some point, you know, you put them on the scales and you say, you know, am I going to go to war with a guy like Brett Barr that threw 500 touchdowns, but he threw 400 interceptions? You know, you have to – you almost have to, you know, come to a, a like a, a decision. You know, everybody has to do a soul-searching. But – you know, at some point, we still don't know what this kid is, and it's his third year. You know, at some point, you say, who are we? What are we? And why are we? All those all those questions start and end at that position with that kid. And at some point, hey, there's no question. You know, and I made this point last week, and, and Obi and, and Carmen didn't really even, it, it, like, acknowledge it but think about this if we would have put chase daniel in the game in the fourth quarter in in london we would have won that game if we would have put chase daniel in the second half against new orleans we may have won that game but i know for sure we would have won 
this past week. If we so, so at what point do you tell this this kid, look what you are doing to our team's chances of winning, especially late in games when the uh, opposition is now put you in a position where your decisions will define the outcome. You've got to change what you're doing. So at some point, you got to just say, hey, you know, we, we can't live with it. And we're going to find – I think we're going to find out pretty quick. And I mean like this season. But at, at this point right now, they're not going to put Chase Daniel in because they've got everything in the world invested in this kid. So let's all cross our fingers and hope that he, he figures it out. Yeah, he's at a career crossroads. He really is. I mean, if if he can't get it done here, he might get a backup shot somewhere. He could be out. So uh, he should feel appropriate pressure. And this is when guys who have the talent between the years and in their heart can step up. Hey, off the board here, a lot, a lot of context, but man, am I impressed with the 49ers. And I didn't see him coming. As much as the Bears may be the most surprised, the biggest surprise team in poor performance this year, did anybody know the 49ers were this good? Well, you kind of see that in a way because, you know, when you're bad and you stockpile first-round draft picks and some bonus picks that certain general managers trade you almost for nothing, i.e. in the Trubisky deal, and you make some good decisions on the players, and then you decide that you will be a great place for Jimmy Garoppolo to to spend the next 10 years and win football games. And so you step up and you pay the price and you get him. Boy, now you've got a bunch of good things happening. And their defense is, 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 you know, it's got first round draft picks up and down the defensive line. That's a good thing. The offense has uh, a great design. They've got last year when, when they beat us, they had a bunch of, uh, you know, pedestrian wide receivers, but they're, They've upgraded that position, and now they can beat your run and throw in defense. They're they're a good football team. They're 8-0. There's a reason why. Uh, Join Hamp this weekend for the big show. It's Dan Hampton, Quid Pro and Quo. uh, That'd be be Quid Cause, Pro OB, and Quo Carmen uh, this weekend. What time, Dave? That will be 3-6 to on Sunday, so right around the time the game ends. Uh, flip on 720 or WGNRadio.com. And you can hear, if you listen very closely, you can hear the bottles as OB takes his post-game meds. Ah, just a little jingle going on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank God he's alive. He's this bear season could have killed him. Uh, Hamp, prediction on the score? That should be low scoring. I think it's 13-12. Bears find a way wow. to win. Well, let's go. 13-12. Sounds like a foot's involved. Dave. Yeah. All right. Time to go. Go there. Okay, go. Nope. Did Hamp leave? <laughs> no. uh, I'm going to go the same score, I, I, which I was almost right with last week, which is, but I'm going Bears 20, Eagles 17. Uh, G. I'm going to say uh, 22 to You've said 22 the last the time, time I was here. Every yeah, 22 time. to what? 22 it, is a big number for you. To, it's a big uh, number. 14. 22, 14. Bears? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I had managed the time better, what question would you have asked Hamp? I was going to ask him if he dressed up for Halloween. Like, what? I mean, does he have to go to a special store to find Halloween costumes? Big and tall Halloween yeah. costumes? 
That's a good question. Thanks. Wish I had actually had you ask him that. <laughs> would have been very entertaining. Would have been a good part of the show. Uh, and uh, Super Joe, your prediction: Bears ten, Eagles seventeen. Oof! Wow, John. Uh, Bears thirty-one, Eagles thirteen. Wow! wow. Blowout! Whoa! Mary Vanderbilt. Bears twelve to six. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a nail biter. <laughs> or the other way around. Steve, do you care? <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the Eagles, uh, seventeen to three over the Bears. Wow, yeah, wow. just the way things are going. Yeah. Anybody want my prediction? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're out of time. Right. No, it's time uh, to go. Once again, go no Bears. time. No time. After a Dane Richards, almost said Dan Hampton. <laughs> uh, Dean Richards will be uh, with us, and we'll do more on entertainment for Friday, which always includes a delightful selection of movies you might want to watch this weekend. I used to go to the movies every weekend. Oh, when was this? I mean, for years. Really? Yeah. In the last. It's got to be five years now. Why did you stop? I don't know. Well, I mean, my, I, I used to go a lot with my, my daughter. And, oh, you know, she has her sense. own life and lives in her own house. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, Ross, when he lived at home, and he's married with two children. And Maureen's never been nuts about the movies, basically, because, you know, when the lights go down, I'm all hands. Oh, no. um, but um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just uh, stopped going. Is it, is it, do you think, because of distractions? Because I find myself, I used to go to the movies more than I do now, and it feels like more times than not when I go, there's some distraction in the theater that takes away from the I movie. I think that's true. I think I think people are less considerate yeah. of where they are and others, more so than ever. Plus, there's so many good movies on Netflix now. Yeah. I have a list of movies I have to catch up on Netflix. So I used to like yeah. to go to the movies, though. I used to like the experience. And the popcorn. You would be a fun movie date, I would yeah, imagine, would be. because I think you... You yeah, would spend right. a lot of money at the concession stand. <laughs> I'll buy whatever you want. Because you buy coffee all the time. Sure, whatever you need. Here. Whatever you need. Can we go to the movies? I would order beer, popcorn, the nachos, I am the printing, hot dog, the pizza. I'm going to tell you something. I am printing fake 20s in the basement like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> uh, for federal authorities listening, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to say that. Yes. Because the movie theaters are posh now. You can get everything. But I don't like the, I don't like the cushy chair thing. Why? I don't want people to relax at a movie theater. They can do things like that in their house. You know, not, it's not. They're not. Do, it's just a recliner. Yeah, but you know, you want to sit in a recliner after they were too relaxed? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, my wife and I went to go see Mad Max. This is the last movie we went to. So what was that? Nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> so no, but it was not that long. Ago. And we had sat in those beautiful reclining chairs. It was so comfortable. I'm like, this is great. Two chairs over, this lady had sleep apnea and was snoring out. <laughs> and we're like, and three times she had to be woken up by somebody. And I go, I'm done. I, just, I don't want to yeah. do this. But people can't make out in those chairs. They're individual chairs. You it, can't. Yeah, and no, I'm not worried about making out. Okay. I mean, that's fine if you want to make out. Go ahead but and make out. But you just don't want them to get too relaxed? Yeah, people are gassy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was trying yeah. to figure out yeah. what you were talking about. Well, you about. asked. I mean, that's my concern. <laughs> Ah, uh, let's do this. Take a break. We'll come back. Get your news. Top of the hour next. Seven twenty. WGN. The uh, Costco Black Friday ad is out. Anybody want to know what you're going to get at Costco on Black Friday? Yeah. Four hundred eighty bucks off a Maytag washer and dryer set. Oh, well, Mary, this is good news for you. I know. I, I got mine fixed after the flood. I'm See, so happy. But you got to buy six of them, right? Yeah, you do. They buy, and they come plastic wrapped in one yeah. big package. I might need them if they. Croak again. Two hundred bucks off one carat diamond studs. Regularly nine ninety nine, now seven ninety nine. White gold earrings. Hundred thirty bucks off the Dyson Cyclone V ten cordless stick vacuum. 
Um, I have Hazel. I don't need that. Uh, how about ten bucks off a tufted dog bed? Oh, that's actually pretty good. Twenty nine ninety nine, but you also have to buy twenty four of those. Twenty four of those? Yeah, because it's Costco. Well, we've got twenty three dogs. Um, the video doorbell from Google Nest two twenty nine. Anyway, we'll get you more of these coming up, and we'll get you in the news right now because it's eight o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, Dean Richards joins us from Channel Nine. Citizens of the world, some of the world's greatest entertainers are here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you? And tonight, guess what? It's going to be Dean. Moron Entertainment. This is line six. Yes. Live from uh, Allstate Arena. What are you doing there? Steve, I love being at Allstate Arena at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I bet it's just a hub of activity. I think it's cool. I can't even, you know, think of how many concerts I've seen here. Mm-hmm. And now to, uh, you know, like there's like five of us that are in the Allstate Arena right now. It's kind of cool being in a huge place like this. And then you have that uh, loud noise thing that echoes throughout the, uh, the... Anytime there's a noise anywhere, it echoes throughout the entire barn. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's kind of cool. Uh, but why... Do they know you're is, in there? <laughs> no, well, they, we, they do now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, There's a show that is world premiering here uh, tonight that's called Jurassic World Live. I've talked about this a couple of times because I've done a couple of stories on it before it's come here to Chicago. It's it's a, a giant arena show that is uh, based on the Jurassic World movies. Uh, and they actually staged this with uh, actual dinosaurs. Is that an overstatement? The real dinosaurs? <laughs> you mean the ones we could yeah. ever get? Yeah, the, the ones that are extinct. Yeah, well, Those that's cool. Ones. Yeah, those are the ones that are featured in the show. They are they're they're gigantic, the uh, you know more than life size, uh, running around in the story that they've built on the show. It's uh, you know bad guys are trying to control the dinosaurs of Jurassic World for evil, and they oh, must that be old story. And uh, you know, so it's good guys and bad guys. But in the meantime, uh, you know, dinosaurs are running all over the uh, arena of the Allstate Arena at the at the same time. And it's uh, it's fun. You know, if, if you know any of your kids are fans of dinosaurs, if you know, you grew up loving dinosaurs, it's probably a show that uh you're going to enjoy seeing and it's uh world premiering before it tours around the country here at Allstate Arena starting tonight and it'll be here through Sunday. So, uh there's tickets available? Tickets are available for the show. It's a big arena, Steve. Okay. <laughs> I've been asking. You remember uh, Dino the dinosaur from <laughs> you know, which is all I heard when I was a kid. Hey, Dino the dinosaur. Dino the dinosaur. Oh, bad that oh. was. Yeah, sure. Guess what I, I got with the last that. name of Cochran. Oh no! Yeah, oh, don't tell. Right. It wasn't good. <laughs> Bar- wasn't good. Never, never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Barney but Rubble, uh, I was hoping that Dino would be uh, part of this show. So I could finally meet my uh, my namesake. Oh, but, sure, no uh, such luck. Alas, Dino is uh, you know like ninety seven years old, which is you know in dinosaur years is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask you about Halloween, but before I do that, <clears throat> a certificate for a desktop prelit sports theme artificial tree from Tree Time Christmas Creations in Lake Barrington is for you for the seventh caller right now. 
for that's where I'm going to be doing my show in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's always about you, isn't it? Yes, that's where you're going to be doing your show. That's all the reason I bring this up. It's a week from Sunday from 9 to 1. November 10th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I don't know if you remember, last year I shot an apple off of my newsman, Dave Schwann's head. That was quite a controversy. Went on for weeks. Yeah, people were, people were you know, all up in arms that I might hurt him uh, trying to shoot an apple <laughs> off of his head with, with my limited <laughs> archery skill. He survived. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. You know, wounds heal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this year we're going to be the, our big feature this year on the show is come out and watch the show and watch us eat disgusting things. Oh. Uh, just like things that you know people don't normally eat. We're going to uh, we're going to eat them. It really doesn't make a lot of sense on the radio, but it's fun for us. That's really all that matters. Now you're not you're the host. You're not going to eat any of those things. No, I am. Oh, I am. I wouldn't. I, think I love larva. I love larva. <laughs> now, Dean, in general, I love larva. Are you an adventurous eater? I am. He's yes, like I you. Am. Every restaurant that you two have been to is every restaurant there is. <laughs> well, you know, you you would know that you know there are some disgusting Greek uh, foods. Uh, you know the uh, the soup that's served at Easter time is called magiritsa, and it's it's lamb innards, it's intestines, and like every disgusting thing that you can think Sign of. Sign me up for that. It's, <laughs> it's delicious once it's all cooked, but when you think about what's in it, disgusting. And you know we we're famous for you know roasting lambs out in the backyard and. You know, somebody's got to eat the head and the the brains and the eyeball. Didn't you invent stuff. the spit too? The worst name ever for something related to food. Isn't that a Greek that's invention? Not an, that's not an appetizing phrase. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. At any rate, all attendees next Sunday get a special 15 percent Dean's discount, where Dean will pay up to 15 percent of your bill. That's off everything that day. Uh, go see Plus, Dean you next can eat Sunday. As many worms as you'd like. Which is, again, something I didn't need to hear you say out loud. Uh, so, yes, John. I, I was very fortunate to be on that show with Dean last year. And I was yeah. and it was great. And I was amazed. So many people showed up. You had a big crowd. Well, what do you think? We He's making up. He's making it up. He's a big, big star. It was so, he was great. It was fun. We had, a, we had a lot of fun, John. You're uh, more than welcome to come back out and join us again. Steve, not so much. but uh, <laughs> 608 Texter says, I love larva. Phrase that pays of the day. I love <laughs> larva. All right. So last night, uh, somebody came up to me and they said, Steve. And I said, what? They said, what does Dean do for Halloween? So how was Halloween at your place? Uh, well, I was not home last night. so uh, uh, Typical. Uh, yeah, I, duck out, I, I, don't spend I, I, any money on candy. Typical. I, right. It, yeah, but it was different than the usual hiding in the house with the lights turned off. Uh, this, time, this time I was actually not home, so uh, I, I don't really know what the action was uh, on the street. Although I did see a posting on Facebook this morning from one of my neighbors on my block uh, saying, I've got tons of candy. Stop by. And she, you know, she gives her address. Stop by for tons of candy. So she's trying to get people to come, I guess, today or, you know, the next couple of days to clean up all the candy that's in the house. Well, we started something yesterday. It's called reverse trick-or-treating, where yeah, you go around that. to other people's houses. You knock on the door. You ask if there are any kids there. And if you're not arrested, you go, just say trick-or-treat. They do, and you give them all your candy. Oh, you go house to house and give candy yeah, instead of get reverse candy. reverse trick-or-treating. It's going to catch on like with hot skicks. 
That is a good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, I thought you'd like it. It's kind of a David Hochberg invention. All right, so we got tree time uh, next Sunday, and we got your desktop pre-lit sports-themed artificial tree, and Dean's going to tell us about a couple things in show business when we come back. You'll be calling his name. Oh, 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 oh. Dean Richard, the entertainment editor, channel 9720. Oh, 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 oh. Dean's live at Allstate Arena. There's nothing really going on there. He just wanted to go hang out. Hey, you know, you know what's going to happen uh, in our next segment? Uh, you know, remember in the Jurassic World movies, that gyrosphere thing that they drive around in? Yeah. That, that, I'm going to be driving around one of those, and uh, dinosaurs are going to be chasing me, and there's a better than average chance that I may get eaten in the next break. <laughs> People should be watching that then on your old channel. Not, <clears throat> and uh, based on the fact that you're driving a very valuable piece of equipment, do they not know about your history with valuable movie and TV cars? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not talk about that right now. <laughs> you probably let me talk to one of them so they can straighten them out before it's too late. Our um, new owners don't know about that either. <laughs> <laughs> they figure as long as that bill's paid, they're fine. Uh, tree yeah. Time Desktop, uh, Prelitz themed artificial tree. Uh, Barrington. Tree Time Christmas Creations of Barrington. Lake Barrington. Who won the first one, Super Joe? That would be Sandy Blakewell. You know why I said the first one? Let's do, do it again one? right Let's now. Let's do another one. Let's right. do another, another one right now. Yeah, man. Two for, two for Friday. Dean Richards and your uh, desktop prelit sports themed artificial tree tree time Christmas creations Lake Barrington. And everybody that shows up to Dean's live show next Sunday, you get fifteen percent off whatever you're buying. It's a good deal. Let's go with something different. Let's go caller number seven at three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. And you're gonna be a big winner right now. Any movies we need to see this weekend? There are several movies that are worth seeing this weekend. The Terminator uh sequel. This is uh, I think the the sixth one uh, in in total now, Terminator Dark Fate is what it's called. Linda Hamilton's back. Arnold Schwarzenegger is back. All the fighting is back. Story Storyline of the movie isn't nearly as important as all the special effects and all the action uh, that's in the movie, which are exceptional, better than the actual storyline uh, itself. You, want, you just want some, you know, pure, clean movie fun that you don't really have to think about very much. Uh, I do recommend that. I gave it a Dean's List B+. There's okay. a uh, noir detective drama that's called uh, Motherless Brooklyn, based on the popular novel. Uh, Edward Norton stars in it. Uh, I think Alec Baldwin could get an Academy Award nomination. That's how good he is in this movie. Willem Dafoe uh, is uh, in the movie about a, a Tourette's, affected private detective whose boss <clears throat> is killed and he goes in pursuit of uh, trying to find the killer of the boss really stylized really cool looking movie give that one a dean's list c plus and everybody's talking about this irishman uh it doesn't actually open in theaters uh in the chicago area until november the 8th so next friday but uh so it'll be in theaters for a couple of weeks and then it's going to wind up being on Netflix on November 27th. I am highly, highly recommending that, except for its three-and-a-half-hour length. So I'm taking some points. It's magnificent in every way, except it's just way too long. Uh, gave that uh, Dean's List a minus. There's also the movie about Harriet Tubman that is opening today. Uh, it's called Harriet. Uh, I did not get a chance to uh, see that. I had some things come up this week 
and I missed uh, some screenings that uh, otherwise otherwise would have been at. But uh, know that that's out there if uh, you're interested in learning about the life of Harry Tubman. Um, you don't have to explain why you didn't see it. You're Dean Richards. If you don't want to go see the movie, it's fine. It's not that I didn't want to go see the movie. I have. I mean, everybody's talking about the fact that you blew off Harriet Tubman, but if that's fine, that's your choice. (laughs) I've actually had quite a few emails and calls about that already this morning. So sometimes your personal life things happen that are more important. So. Uh, one of the property brothers' brothers got married. That's big uh, news this morning. J.D. Scott is his name. He's the younger brother of the twins. Is that right, Jisuke? I can't tell him apart. Well, he's not one of the twins. Oh, he's not. No, he's the Isn't other, the other one already they married. All, they all they all look identical. Yeah, one of the matter. twins. One of the twins is married. Yeah, so this is probably the second one, right? But well, no, this, it's not the younger of, brother. Okay, of the try twins. to focus, both of you. <laughs> and it's not one of the twins. It's the twins' the younger I brother. I got it. I got it. Oh, there's I, another one. <laughs> I, I got it. At the Mary, first are you time. getting a show on delay? <laughs> oh, I don't care about any of them, so I don't care. I think those property brothers have been genetically cloned, and that there are like 500 of them. Yeah, they're that, everywhere. They, they just dispatch them all over the country to fix stuff. Yeah, Dancy with the Stars waiting for the next one to be on it. Um, exactly. I heard that the one that one of the twins is now dating Zoe Deschanel. That's what I heard. I did hear that. Yes, yeah. yes I did hear that so, in People yeah. magazine. Yeah, Zoe just dumped her husband, uh, who she's been married to for quite a long time. And now she's carrying on with old Mr. Lugwrench or whatever his name is. <laughs> she's with uh, Jonathan, Mr. Lugnut. Jonathan Scott. <laughs> Mr. What? John- Mr. Lug what? Lugnut. By the way, I want to remind you, as always, if you have Lugnuts, get to a clinic as quickly as you possibly can and get help. Hello? Especially if they're rusty. Second time this morning. Next show. Where are you? Jennifer Lawrence is selling her house. If you want to get that listing, fourteen point two five million bucks for her Upper East Side Manhattan house. Yep, I'm headed. Actually, I'm headed to New York uh, this morning, and uh, I am I am going to go get the listing for that. So hopefully, I can get that sold uh, soon. Also, uh, while we were in our last break, it was just announced. This is hot, fresh off the press news that uh, Kelly Clarkson is going to be doing a Las Vegas residency at the Hard Rock Cafe Hotel there. How the hell does she have time to do that? Did her talk show get canceled already? No, her talk show is one of the most successful in years. How's she going to do all that? Her daytime talk show is doing well. You know, they tape, they'll tape a bunch of them in advance and then go on hiatus for a little while. And that's, I, I guess that's when she's going to be performing uh, in Vegas. But it's a pretty big deal that, you know, she's going to be doing that. So if you're interested in that, tickets are just about to go on sale. Uh, the uh, Hard Rock Hotel uh, in Vegas starting in April of next year. It's uh, Dean Richards live with a bunch of dinosaurs at uh, at Rosemont uh, uh, Theater. We're in arena. Arena. Alt State Rosemont Theater Arena. Arena. All State Arena at O'Hare. Jurassic World Live through the week, through the weekend. Yes, exactly. Do you have to know a dinosaur to get tickets? No, you can even if you've never met one, you can still come to the show. (laughs) And are you on Sunday? I am on Sunday, and we will be playing back my full interview with one Mr. Robert De Niro. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, which is great because he really actually uh, he talked to you. As most people, when they interview him, he just punches them. He actually likes. Yeah, he likes me. De Niro likes me. We're we're like this now. 
Hey. I'm doing my fingers, you know. <laughs> hey, you looking at me? Hey, hey, you looking at me? Yeah, Dean, I'm looking at Dean, you. Dean, you're good. Dean, you're good. <laughs> that's the whole interview. That's what, Dean, what you two just said. That's Dean, the you're whole good. interview. I like you. <laughs> All right, listen, have fun out there and watch Dean get eaten alive by a dinosaur in just minutes on Channel 9. See you Monday. All right, see you later. That's uh, Dean Richards. What do you guys want to do now? Are we losing it? <laughs> it's Friday. Listen, I tell you every week, Friday about 9 o'clock, uh, I'm out. I got nothing left. Well, see, but I just, this is a story I started earlier. So my wife and I, Jackie, were sitting there talking about the uh, invisible fence for the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she said, I wish she wished it could be like uh, Jurassic Park where they could open up certain sections to let the dogs out. And I, she goes, that worked out. I go, did it? <laughs> did right. it? And did we it could really? not stop laughing. Did, did it, it really, really work out? <laughs> We don't advise it. No. And if you actually have your own dinosaur, be careful. I mean, this yeah. time of year, they'll slip out on you. This is not a good time of year for the dinos. So, it's 8.30, and trust me, I know that the majority of things I say are stupid. You don't need to call and text. <laughs> are you uh, getting get some, you both covered. Are you getting some texts and calls? Ah, uh, occasionally, I get some love in the morning from a few people who are listeners. Uh, texting your love, your hate, or anything in between at 312-981-7200. It is. G just asked me if I'm going golfing today. What, am I crazy? Well, what do you do? I mean, it's not that much snow. It's melting. You know, I used to play golf in the snow. Do you know, Dave? Lujak. Larry Lujak. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Cog Hill is open year-round. Mm-hmm. And there used to be, I don't know if they still do it, there used to be a a tournament in December, Jan, I think it was January, that Lujak played in, I think, pretty much every year. And, you know, you'd pick a day, and the weather could be whatever it was, and you'd get uh, golf balls that were painted black, and you go out and play. When did you start playing golf? I was old. I was like 14. Okay, so, but let's say there's, like, the same amount of snow we have right now. Let's, yeah, let's no, I'm not playing golf today. No, but I'm saying, even if you have a, a black golf ball, mm-hmm. isn't it going to kind of disappear below the surface of the snow? It's part of the adventure, apparently. I, I guess so. The only good thing, if the water is frozen, you can see it. There is that. And you can go on the ice and hit it. Yeah, you could bounce it off there. You could walk on the water. Yeah. Mm, well, listen, you're a thinker. Mm-hmm. That's right, Mary Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh, Joe DeTrost is standing by. Uh, Joe DeTrost. Joe Trost is uh, standing by. Uh, executive director of the PepsiCo Showdown, largest high school sports series in the U.S. He's a high school advocate. used to write for the Sun-Times, the Tribune, ESPN.com. And for those of you who have been caught up in the, the school strike issue of what about these track kids all these track kids that missed out on their their state event well uh they are taking it to court and uh, i believe it is being heard as the uh, cross-country runners state playoffs start today so joe update us these kids got any shot of getting in that's we'll we'll see the hearing just wrapped up with the ihsa and it'll probably be it's you know around 10 o'clock where a ruling will be announced you know, the goal is to get these kids running in the sectional tomorrow. So, you know, obviously because of all the forfeits last week due to the CPS strike going on, there's a number of open spots in some of these sectionals. I mean, when you wipe out a third of the state with forfeits, you're going to have some open spots. So that that's their argument going back. Uh, for some reason, if the IHSA doesn't do the right thing and try to help the kids, you know, there's a chance that this ends up in court later on today. You know, because really last week, CPS's biggest argument was around safety. You know, they they didn't want non-union coaches used. They didn't want CPS facilities used during the strike. 
But that all went away when money came down on Tuesday where they needed to make some adjustments to make sure football got in the state playoffs this weekend. So there's a huge uproar out there. It'll be interesting to see what the IHSA State does here. So, Joe, can you elaborate on why the regulations were written that way to begin with? There was a lot of debate uh, between the listeners uh, calling in, and we were wondering whether it was legal. Uh-huh. What was the situation, and why was it even written that way in the regulations? So I've talked to superintendents throughout the state, and, you know, and obviously being around prep sports for a while, you know, you, you kind of look at that. And, and I'll tell you, first things first, I don't think the IHSA ever thought that when the policy was written that it was going to wipe out the third largest city in the country. Right. And that's basically what it's done here. Um, you know, so a number of superintendents have said that this rule was put in place really by administrations because they wanted to scare the unions from going on strike. So imagine if you're in a small community you know, in downstate Illinois, your football team's 7-2 and two going in the state playoffs. You don't have a teacher's contract. Teachers go on strike. You know, where's the community going to be leaning? You know, they're obviously going to be pushing back against the union. So when you sit here and you, and you look at this, you know, there's just been a lot of finger-pointing all the way around. You know, it's a lot of politics, CTU, CPS, the IHSA. You know, there's coaches who have shown me emails where, you know, CPS had said before the strike, hates, you know, uh, it's, if you're in the competitions, you can continue as long as you have a non-union coach. And then CPS came out right after the strike and said, nope, you know, you can't be involved. I mean, there's a story that hasn't been told here, you know, on, on the first Friday of the strike. You know, that's when state golf was going on. A lane tech golfer was pulled off the course, the state course on the 10th hole. Imagine, imagine being that golfer. You've got all the way to that point, right? And you're pulled off the course. I can't even imagine the feeling at the moment, the feeling of the parents. And then obviously, you know, it's just, you know, basically from there on out to other sports. And, you know, you're talking 3,000 student athletes across all these different sports that basically just got steamrolled here, you know, soccer, cross country, volleyball, uh, tennis, and, you know, luckily football was saved. And, you know, everybody's happy for football, but they're, you know, again, people are looking back and it's hard not to look at the money standpoint here because the IHSA for each one, it's, you know, you've got 19 CPS games. So essentially it's, you know, you've got nine or 10 you know, first-round playoff games that could have been forfeited. The IHSA gets 60% of the revenue. The other two schools, you know, split the 40%. So now this starts having a trickle-down effect out into the suburbs. And, you know, with some of these, you know, bigger, you know, playoff crowds, you know, you're talking this could be as much as $20,000, you know, for some of these schools that they're losing. And, hey, you lose $20,000, especially, you know, from a CPS budget standpoint, you know, for these schools, that's huge money, you know, especially when they're trying to scrap to get any, anything for other programs. Uh, do you believe that to be true? You know more about this than the rest of us. Is that more than a conspiracy theory? Uh, it's... It's, it's very ironic, you know, that obviously, it's, you know, from Simeon's standpoint, you know, they were able to get the appeal through, you know, to, to change, uh, you know, they had pushed something through with the IHSA the week before about, you know, it's the minimum of eight games. They'd only played seven, so they got that through. And then all of a sudden, Tuesday was supposed to be the drop-dead deadline. They moved it, uh, you know, gave them a little bit little bit of extra, you know, lifeline all of a sudden Wednesday, hey, the facilities are open up, right? So, you know, CPS's biggest argument in court, which, you know, sitting there in court the week before when Jones Cross Country was representing basically all CPS student athletes, sitting there watching the IHSA argue against, you know, student athletes being on the field during the strike, which is just fascinating in itself, right? Because the IHSA is a, a huge advocate to have student athletes out there on the field. They're arguing to keep them off. And CPS CPS's lawyer followed that up saying, we cannot open up our facilities. It's a massive safety issue. And all of a sudden, the next day, or not the next day, last Wednesday, you know, you have football teams all out on these fields. So what happened to safety? So and that's what everybody's sitting there saying. If you're going to play the safety card, 
it can't disappear just because of a revenue, you know, sport. And obviously football is the second largest revenue generator for the IHSA and schools behind high school basketball. Joe, so I know that your specific appeal is about the CPS uh, cross-country runners and making sure that all the hard work that they put into the year isn't lost. But outside of that, are is there going to be a way for parents and coaches and uh, students to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future? Yeah, and that's a, that's a conversation going on right now. And this is the process with the IHSA. What you have to do here, obviously, it's, it's a membership, and the principals represent each one of the schools. So it's going to take. Unfortunately, this is going to have to wait till next year because it's the IHSA bylaws are put up for re, you know if anybody wants to submit new bylaws, they're due October fifteenth. So somebody wants to eliminate this policy, they're going to have to put something in next year at this time. Um, you know, I cannot recall you know being around prep sports for about you know, 25 years now. I can't recall this ever happening previously. Obviously, in 2012, you know, when CPS went on strike, it was in September, so it was, you know, during the regular season. They missed, a, you know, basically about a week of games. You know, but here at the end of the year, you know, what what people need to realize is there truly are athletic scholarship opportunities on the line. And yeah. I know that... I mean, you're you talking know, about we, kids' futures. This is not just a sport or a goof-off. This is even more bigger than... They're bigger than the, the memories that kids won't have for the rest of their life. You could be talking about the ability of a kid to go to school or not. It, exactly. And, and and I know that... You know, I've, I've heard people out there... I know CPU was saying this, but hey, you know, this isn't... You know, kids are still going to have the opportunities, but... It, I'll give you a specific example. So Solario High School, Class 2A soccer out there in Gage Park, basically. You know, some of those kids, they don't have the resources to play for the larger clubs in the offseason. So they need the public school system, you know, athletic opportunity, you know, to be on the big stage. And that's what the state tournament is. It gets them out of the city, into the suburbs, and these big games. And from a college recruiting standpoint... You know, using soccer specifically, men's and women's college soccer is in the, in the fall. So I, so those coaches, if they're going to be out on on the road using their times, they're going to wait until the bigger games, and that's that's the thing. So now you have you have a team that was a you know a legit class two A state championship type of team. They won in twenty seventeen. They have five seniors on the team that are uncommitted. Uh, they don't play for large clubs. A lot of them work in the offseason. This was their opportunity. And there are there are hundreds of stories like that yeah, across the board. Imagine, lastly, imagine if imagine if football was wiped out here. Where do these kids go play football outside of high school football? Not going to happen. Well, we certainly exactly. we certainly hope that this never happens again. And But we do hope that things change so that just in case it does, I mean, we would hate to not learn from this experience. But if someone's listening right now and they want to help support you and your cause, is there anything that listeners can do i you know i think the biggest thing is they need to continue to reach out to the IHSA, and you know to to really to to say something you know positive on the IHSA side they i i think they're they're caught in a catch-22 here too they need you know craig anderson the executive director he's a good guy he's a he's a father he realizes the situation you know they're defending this policy people need to continue to reach out to be an advocate to the IHSA to remember to put the kids first because really this was a political thing that steamrolled 3,000 kids throughout the city. It's Joe Trost, Executive Director of the PepsiCo Showdown, largest high school sports series in America. been a high school advocate for a long time. Wrote for the Sun-Times, Trib, ESPN, and this IHSA board decision should come up, you think, around 10? Around 10 o'clock. So, you know, it'll be interesting. Hopefully it's good news for the kids. 
these cross-country kids. Hopefully they're out there tomorrow. I know volleyball has an appealing to That's probably the other sport that can, that can be saved here. Tomorrow you got, you know, the Edge State football playoffs, you know, it's with CPS schools. Obviously girls swimming tomorrow too. Their city championships are going on. And then before you know it, it'll be uh, it's winter sports season next yeah, week. Exactly. All right, Joe, thank you. Guys, thanks. Play Superintendent Eddie Johnson scheduled to speak during the 9 o'clock news. We will uh, take it live, assuming it falls during the newscast. And uh, Police Superintendent, generally speaking, is pretty timely. Is he not, Steve? Well, uh, sometimes he is. Uh, there, you know, it depends on what his schedule is like today and whether or not uh, reporters get there on time and get seated in enough time. So, well, again, we'll play it by year like we always do. But we don't believe this has anything to do with the he fell asleep in his car after his meds were we're off no this is he's gonna the schedule is to update the crime numbers for october but there are a couple of breaking big breaking stories today including this little girl who was shot trick-or-treating right. last night that we expect him to talk Awful about Full story yeah. uh we'll roll with it as long as it's relevant and again that should happen during steve's news coming up here in a few minutes it is uh 8 i mentioned earlier oh and taylor tomlinson's coming in i didn't even know about this uh, young lady uh, until uh, Joe and uh, Vivian? Vivian made me watch clips. She's very funny. And she's all of like 23 years old. And is she in town at the Chicago Improv this weekend? Yes, she is. So you can go out and see Taylor Thompson. We'll play a clip or two from her coming up. And we'll have her uh, live on the show coming up as well. Uh, dead Man Walking. Seems like we were done with Halloween. Turns out we're not. It doesn't have anything to do with Halloween. It's a lame tie by me. Uh, Dead Man Walking plays at the Lyric Opera, uh, November 2nd to through the 22nd. Wait, it opens on a Saturday? Doesn't that seem weird? When do you think it would open tonight? Mm. Huh. November 2nd through the 22nd. The Lyric premiere in uh, New to Chicago Productions, based on real-life events, explores the nature of friendship, forgiveness, and profound ways. Tickets at lyricopera.org. Now, these are great tickets. This is a Lyric Opera. See your fancy schmancy night out. I'm telling you right now. So if you would like to go, um, make sure it's not just the thrill of winning. Make sure this is something you really want to do. And Joe, let's take the seventh aria at 312-981-7200. They should have to sing for their tickets. Yes, come to sing a a full. (laughs) Tell you what, sing the full Don Giovanni. uh, Be the seventh caller. And uh, Joe will uh, make you a winner here coming up. But you only have to sing it to Joe. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, we don't want that on the air. And uh, at 8.55, John, uh, next hour, you and I have uncovered uh, some toys you want to be careful about. I was talking about the Costco ad earlier, and uh, we have a list of the hottest toys that are out that you won't be able to buy, you know, no matter how much your kid wants it. Uh, Something including one called Owlies. It's a toy owl. Yeah, Yeah. I just ordered that. I was thinking you were going to say something like the saturday night live skit that was the bag of glass what (laughs) remember why would you doubt me that i care about kids and i'm doing the right thing by bringing up these important toys you remember the skit though right you're talking about the CBD gummy maker kit that's on this list? <laughs> that's for me. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a child's toy. Uh, it's 8.55. We'll come back and uh, get to your news top of the hour and a CLTV hour coming up as well. And hopefully I'll be fully through puberty by then because that was an odd noise I just made. Steve Cochran, show 312-981-7200. That's the number. Anytime about anything. Uh, 815 Dead Man Walking was written by a Catholic nun. Today is a holy day of obligation. She's in church today, not the theater. You think that's why it opens tomorrow? 
Well, it's interesting that the or does the lyric open on Saturday? That could be. It's old All Souls Day today, so hmm, interesting. I mean, your staff Catholic. Yeah. So you don't know. Well, no, I don't know the circumstances of the play. But well, why can't you call the Vatican? I mean, you know people. <laughs> Holy totally Day of Obligations. All I know. So I don't know. Two masses today. I don't think I can make either of them. Sorry. Oops. And uh, text her about uh, Joe's appearance uh, a few minutes ago about the uh, track kids in particular being able to compete in the states and the regionals. Uh, Seven, I guessed at the nail on the head. There's a lot more to the strike story. Taxpayer deserves to know not only uh, the athletes, uh, but the details of the CTU contract settlement, et cetera. What's in those 500 pages? And uh, Steve, is that ever going to get released? The uh, details of what's in the contract? Um, we may For see some, some light reading. We, we may see some of them um, after the uh, full membership, uh, you know, approves it, adopts it. Um, but um, usually, that stuff does not get released in detail, in great detail. Okay, I'd be surprised to see the whole thing. All right, stand by. We'll get to the news here and uh, hi to everybody on CLTV. Uh, not yet, Dave. They're not there yet. And uh, thank you to Fawn who produces each morning as uh, the Steve Cochran Show airs on CLTV between nine and ten, and then in the afternoon with Roe. And Anna Devontis between 3 and 4. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. And here comes your news. Get up off of that thing and dance to do, you better. Get up off of that thing and dance to do. Sing it now. Get up off of that thing and dance to do. It's trying an attempt to keep me awake for the final hour of the week. The uh, CLTV hour. And hi, everybody, to CLTV uh, viewers. We appreciate that again. And Steve, you'll keep us up to date whenever Eddie Johnson's ready to go? Yes, um, we're monitoring right now. Uh, one of the lead commanders is up, uh, just started talking, and uh, at the very uh, onset of it said that the police superintendent would be up at the podium momentarily to specifically talk about the little girl who was shot last night in Little Village. So when he comes up, we will uh, go to that live. Let's go to Mary Vandeveld for a Catholic correction in our regular Catholic correction feature. <laughs> I had half of it right. I know it's a holy day of obligation. I just had the saints and the souls mixed up. Sorry about that. Today is All Saints Day. It is a holy day of obligation. Tomorrow is All Souls Day, where we pray for those who didn't make it up to the sky. Okay. (laughs) And for you agnostics, you don't know if either one is real. And for you uh, uh, atheists, uh, today's Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Just want to make sure we cover everybody. Uh, 909, the list of great toys that you're not going to be able to get your hands on for Christmas is out. If you've got little kiddos to buy for, and uh, pretty much all of us do. Uh, top 10 toys for 2019, something called Owlies. It just launched in October. It's a nurturing, interactive toy with big eyes. Think uh, Furby, but it's an owl. Cute. Uh, it's similar to a drone. It'll actually learn to fly around Ooh. your house. That could freak you out. That's scary. Potentially damaging to your home. There's Kindy Kids. These toys were designed to bridge the gap between preschool and kindergarten. The company behind them, Moose Toys. <laughs> By the way, if you have a mu- if you have a moose, it's always good to give them a toy to yes. pass their time. Moose <laughs> yes. Toys. Uh, moose Toys planned out music, video, and animated episodes to help launch the brand this year. Walmart and Amazon both selected them as one of the hottest toys for kids in that wedge age group between preschool and kindergarten. And they're supposedly going to be huge sellers during the holidays. You know, Abigail's going to be four. Wow. That's so crazy. she'll be one of those wedge-age kids next summer. What? That's crazy. Actually, she won't go to kindergarten. She'll be one of the older kids in kindergarten. She wouldn't go until she was five. So we've got a little time yet. Will you go over to Ross's house to have Christmas morning? 
So you can see your open presence? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I don't, uh, families do it differently. I, I think that's a time for them. Okay. You know, well, for, nice the, of for you. the four of them. Well, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> no, no, I do. I think it's time for them. I mean, we'll have that time. You know, at some point. But uh, usually it's a Christmas Eve thing or a Christmas Day thing where they come over after they open the presents in the morning. But, yeah, we see them. We see them uh, throughout the holidays because that's the way it should be. Yeah, I just didn't know if you wanted to be there when she woke up. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I hang around that kid all day. You know me. You but, could dress uh, up like Santa Claus. Last Christmas was uh, very special because that's when we found out that Lauren was going to have baby Isaac. Mm-hmm. And the way we found out is Abigail was wearing a sweater. And um, uh, Lauren sort of, you know, for, for out of context, told her to take her sweater off that it was hot in there. And she had a shirt on, a little T-shirt that said, I'm going to be a big sister. Me, being the observant genius that I am, couldn't understand why Grandma, Maureen, started screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, something terrible has happened. And then somebody pointed out to me, no, Abigail has an I'm going to be a big sister t-shirt so therefore i was going to be pops for the second time people talk about the gender reveal parties but even the way parents let their parents the grandparents know that to expect a mm-hmm. grandchild has turned into this viral occasion well, i thought that was very creative very, very cool. much so very cool and uh did they know. film it yeah oh yeah 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 and abigail out of context still will bring it up man time with grandma just started screaming oh no oh my oh my oh my <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, kitty kids, that's tight. Nintendo Switch, you know what this is? I do, only because a friend of mine who is a lot younger than me. It's a video gaming console. Mm-hmm. You hanging out with a lot of nine-year-olds? What's your deal? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Got to keep up uh, with uh, the times. Be a huge seller. Bloom dolls, as in Judy Bloom, I would assume. They can package in a box that hides which particular doll you purchased. The kids really want that surprise. Don't they want to pick out what they want? Yeah, I would. Yeah. The cool thing about the Switch, not to, to go back to it, it what can you're turn doing? it can turn any TV into a Nintendo. Wow! So you don't need the whole console. Well, well, that's, that's exciting. Good. That yeah. is good. Inside the mystery packaging of the Bloom doll is a container that holds the doll, as well as tiny a tiny watering can meant to use on top of the container. You water the fake dirt a topping that'll cause the doll to grow out of the container. To go back to the Switch, she destroyed me on Super Mario Kart Brothers. (laughs) Um, How about the Poopsie Rainbow Surprise Doll? I'm not making this up. They're similar to Bloom Dolls. The shopper doesn't actually know what they bought. Amazon, Target, and Walmart all had the Poopsie Rainbow Surprise Dolls on their toilets this year. Uh, predicting it'll be one of the uh, big surprises. There's the hatching toothless interactive baby dragon. <laughs> Another real toy. Does that grow out of a jar? <laughs> that one doesn't grow out of a jar, no. Looks like it's in an egg. The Paw Patrol Mighty Lookout Tower. If you're on the fence for a perfect gift for a little kid, Paw Patrol is almost always a safe bet. Amazon, Target, Walmart. I'll say this is one of the hot toys for the year. Version of the tower features interactive missions, an elevator, a zip line, a telescope. The Paw Patrol, the Barbie Dream Plane. You know, it's about time Barbie got <gasps> I was her own plane. Say. <laughs> now she has a plane. Yeah. She's flying private. She had the house. She, she had the car. She only plane. had the Corvette. Now she has and she the Jeep. Afford, yeah, and she can't afford the gas on the uh, RV. Let me tell you something. She and Ken have done very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Monster Jam Mega Grave Digger. 
<laughs> Sounds like a toy for me. <laughs> yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Pictionary Air, one of the more innovative ways to reignite Pictionary. It's an augmented reality version of the gameplay, similar to all the other versions of Pictionary. But instead of playing on paper, players would draw with the included wand device and image they draw displayed on other people's mobile devices. It's so great when you can get a bunch of people in a room playing a game and none of you have to interact with each other except in a fake way. Um, so anyway, all of those, Walmart, Target, Amazon, they're all saying, yeah, they are a big deal and they're going to be big deals this year. Uh, John and I have found some others that you might not be aware of in the fake list we're about to present. Uh, John, do you have one? Yeah, the uh, the new Milton E. Bradley Sleep with the Fishes. Oh, what's that? That's like six mob guys, and then the whole point is that you have to live to the end. You get you can't be hit. This is similar to the Lego knife toss. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Blindfold sold separately. Okay, that's interesting. What do you have? I had the flavor razors. What are those? They're gummy razors. Um, I have the running stick. You know about the running stick? No. <laughs> yeah, your mom would always say, don't run with that stick. You'll poke your eye out. Oh, okay. This is the stick you would poke your eye out with. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I, I have a little game called, uh, it's called One, Two, Button Your Mouth for kids. For kids. It talked It's much. like when we used to say, you know, who can keep quietest the longest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This works. Okay. Uh, speaking of Barbie, I have Tramp Stamp Barbie. <laughs> uh, it's a little Barbie with a uh, Tramp Stamp tattoo, and I think you know what happens. Yes. Uh, Oh, no, the, okay. Ken's out of town. Uh, what do you have? The big hit this year is uh, corned beef and cabbage patch kids. <laughs> do they smell like corned beef and cabbage? They're, no, they're just all little Irish I always hate it when Amy's toys would get yeah. gassy. Yeah, they just have major... Yeah, this is the second time this morning I've mentioned gas. I meant it like I, I meant it as in the scratch and sniff stickers. Like mm. They would smell like that. Uh, the pro post-game... Tie one on bar. This is where the kids who love sports and get a little tired of the regular games, it actually is a bar the players would go to afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's actually yeah. pretty good. And? I've got the Tesla remote car that runs on butane fuel. Fantastic. <laughs> Can borrow it from Grandpa's lighter. Yes. And lastly, I have Choking Hazard Monopoly, where each of the pieces in the game are actual choking hazards. Right, we're kind of in no man's land here because we're standing by waiting for Eddie Johnson to speak to that horrible story uh, last night. And uh, Steve, fill in the details while we wait here. A little girl goes to trick-or-treating, and what happened? A little girl goes trick-or-treating with her family uh, dressed in a bumblebee costume. A seven-year-old girl um, on walking on 26th Street in the little village neighborhood. Uh, all of a sudden, gunfire erupts. A group of uh, guys shooting at each other. Um, she was struck twice, we're told, uh, once in the chest, once in the neck. Uh, in critical condition this morning, another man uh, also suffered a gunshot wound. Uh, none of the people, at least that we know of, None of the people who are firing guns uh, or running from each other, none of those people have been caught. But um, the latest development in this is that the community has provided some information to police. And so there is some positive movement in terms of perhaps finding out what happened here. In 26th Street, there are cameras as well on that street. So uh, the, the hope is that something was caught on video. Uh, it is uh, just a nightmare. I mean, a little kid goes out, and uh, the family ought to be able to do that safely, like you hopefully were able to do in your neighborhood. But, uh, you know, you can't get that back. And we don't know if the kid's going to survive, right? No, we don't. I mean, it, uh, what we understand is a very critical condition. Um, the two uh, areas of the gunshot wounds are the places, you know, besides the head where you just you don't want to be hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's probably going to be something, too, that the police superintendent will have an update on us, update for us on as well 
is her condition. Um, but uh, you're right, absolutely a tragic situation. A uh, little girl goes out uh, trick-or-treating, has no uh, thought whatsoever of anything but having fun and being with her family and getting some candy, and, and this happens. Very sad. Let's count your blessings, yep. guys. I'm telling you. 921. Dave, what time's Northwestern football tomorrow? Uh, it's a night game tomorrow night at Indiana, 530. We will start the pregame, 6 o'clock kickoff, and we'll go right from the game to Blackhawks hockey in Los Angeles. Okay, so we got back-to-backers. Back-to-back. Right. That's good. Uh, listeners chiming in on the text. John, could you sit next to G so we could see you on CLTV? <laughs> so why don't you move over by G? She doesn't have cooties. <laughs> yeah, why don't you want to sit next to me? Mm-hmm. I've asked mm-hmm. you this before. Right? For the, uh, Move over for the CLTV time? Is that what they... Uh... Um, um, Steve, we're, the... we're going to interrupt here. We're going to take you live now to uh, the police headquarters okay. where Superintendent Johnson is speaking. Let's go live. To reduce violence in the city of Chicago. But none of that matters if parents that live in certain communities can't even take their children out on Halloween. The shooting yesterday was reprehensible. Those involved don't deserve to be in our city. So I'm disgusted but committed to doing everything we can to find the cowards that would engage in a gun battle in the early evening hours while children were trick-or-treating. That little girl clings to life this morning. We've identified one person of interest, but we know there are multiple individuals who were involved or have knowledge of others who were involved in the incident. Detectives have been working through the night to follow leads and chase down every bit of video available along 26th Street. The response from the Little Village community has been overwhelming, and I want to thank everyone in the Ogden District for their diligence. Phones in Area Central were ringing off the hook last night, and people were stopping in the 10th District to pass along information. That's how we're going to solve this case. It's going to take a community-wide effort. The only way we can make our neighborhoods safe is if everyone is invested in the process. There's no place for offenders to hide when all eyes are searching. Area Central detectives will stop at nothing until we have the offenders in custody. Now, I expect to have more information on this tragedy very soon. Again, I know there are people out there that have details on who these individuals are and where they might be located. I'm asking anyone who knows anything to stand up and do the right thing. Come forward so we can hold these offenders accountable. The individuals that did this cannot be trusted in the little village community or in any neighborhood in Chicago. Again, I know we're supposed to discuss the monthly crime stats today, but I'm asking all media outlets to use your airtime, websites, and newspapers to call for help in solving this case of a little girl who clings to life. I ask you for your prayers for this most vulnerable of victims. I also ask for your eyes and ears. Together, we can bring these individuals to justice. Thank you to the tipsters that have already come forward. I know the people of Chicago will come together in a moment like this. Incidents like this don't just touch those living in the specific neighborhood on a certain side of town. This is a crime that touches all of us. There's no place for this savagery in our city. Together, we can be one set of eyes and one set of ears. Together, we can find the individuals responsible for this aberrant crime, and together, we can bring them to justice. And with that, I'll take a few questions if you have any. Uh, there's multiple offenders, so we're not sure of the number yet, but there's there's multiple offenders. There's a great possibility it is, yeah. 
Um, you're listening to live coverage yeah, yeah. of a police superintendent, Eddie Johnson, at police yeah, headquarters. Um, she's still critical, but she's been stabilized. Yeah, it has been very, very helpful. Uh, the video has been very helpful, and some tips that have come in from the community have been very helpful. Does that feel different? And we know you can't hear the question, yeah. so the we're mic- surmising. Yeah, the, the microphone yeah, there right. at the police headquarters, when the reporters start talking, goes silent because it's a, sort of an off-mic situation. Right, right. And we, yeah, it, it does. Okay. Uh, we, we've had <laughs> really a great deal of tips come in for this particular incident, and that that uh, tells me that people are tired of this senseless violence. It also tells me that people are ready to come and work with the police department. You know, in um, reducing these crime numbers for these last three years, and um, it's, it's been a, a group effort. And, and one of the leading causes of this crime reduction is because uh, we have community groups in a lot of communities around the city, and the ones most plagued with violence, coming forward to partner with the police now. And I, I can't understate that enough, um, that that has helped uh, with reducing a lot of the crime in our challenging areas. Again, yes, he had on uh, a Jason Halloween mask, I believe. Well, uh, the video was very helpful, but then um, tips also, you know, so it was a combination of things. It sounds like the offenders may have been wearing uh, masks or I'm not sure which video it was, but uh, it was very clear and very helpful. Or was it? You know what that? The combination of them. And. All right, Steve, it's a little yeah, tough it to is, follow. It is a little tough. Um, we'll pull away from yeah. this and keep monitoring it for you. But um, what uh, Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson has just said is that uh, they've identified at least one person of interest in the shooting of this little girl, seven-year-old girl last night in the little village neighborhood who was trick-or-treating when she was shot multiple times, twice uh, shot uh, while trick-or-treating. Uh, the girl this morning is in critical but stable condition, according to Johnson, uh, clinging to life. Multiple individuals involved. They're going over... Uh, a number of different camera views. Apparently, they've gotten a lot of uh, interest, a lot of cooperation so far from the community, and they're asking for anybody who knows anything to come forward. You can obviously call 911, but the area central number, the phone number for police, let me give this to you, 312-747-8382. That's the Detectives Bureau at the area central. Again, 312-747-8382. And again, Steve, we'll keep monitoring Eddie Johnson as he takes right. questions here and uh, keep following this story very closely for you this morning right here on 720 WGN. And Steve, will have the rest of the news in just a couple of minutes. I am seriously so excited to be here right now because everybody I went to high school with is getting married and having kids on Facebook, probably in real life too, but who cares? And, <laughs> and I'm not saying I don't want to get married. I do. I just know I'm not ready yet. Sometimes I think I'm ready. I see the posts. I feel the emptiness. Like, I want to be married, but then I eat bread and I feel so much better. <laughs> 940 Steve Cochran Show continues with Taylor Tomlinson. You know, you are too young to be that funny. Oh my gosh, thank you. We're gonna I'm need too young to, to be anything. We're going to need an ID. We're going to need to check you. Oh, I'll give it to you. My, my ID expires on Monday. I'm so I'm such garbage. And I went to rent a car, and I was supposed to return it on Monday. And she was like, I don't think I can use this. I was like, all right, what if I, what if I return it Sunday? And she's like, oh, then that's fine. I'm like, okay. I think you're taking your job a little too seriously, Trish. John and I actually have an old friend who tried to rent a car with a passport and couldn't understand why not having that's his license. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. 
Was Taylor from New York or something? How no, he's just an idiot comedian. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair. Taylor Thompson, Conan, MTV, Comedy Central, Last Comic Standing. I mean, a lot of stuff. You start doing stand-up when you're how old? 16. Did you fake your way into clubs, or what would you do? No, I didn't go to clubs until I was 18. I didn't know fake IDs were a thing. I was well, like, where a really were you doing kid. stand-up at 16? Weirdly enough, I was doing them at, uh, I did a lot of, like, churches, and uh, I was very squeaky clean. I did churches and schools and coffee shops. No, look, shops I, I and... see your face, and, and so do the people on CLTV, but that is great training. <laughs> it is, Because yeah. you have to learn how to work clean. I am uh-huh. thinking of, not about the church thing, I'm thinking about me at 16 and how most 16-year-olds don't have the confidence or even begin to know enough about themselves oh i didn't i did not have the confidence or uh know enough or anything like that i just did how did you get the bug what what was the big oh it's not a cool story it's not a cool story my dad wanted to take a stand-up comedy class together he wanted to like hang out and do that so we took the stand-up class together from a church (laughs) comedian uh named nazareth real guy Okay. And, uh, so do you only deal with biblical figures generally? Or? That's Yeah, my entire set, we just go through the New Testament um, <laughs> because, you know, Jesus. And, I get it, I get it. Yeah, the Old Testament is like, we get it. But Old Testament is old. So it was yeah. father-daughter time. It was. it was, yeah. It was father-daughter time. And I was reluctant to even go to the class. I was like, I have homework. Like, I was not fun or cool. And not much has changed. <laughs> Who is your idol? My idol. Once you started caring about stand-up, who did you like? Once I started caring about stand-up, uh, this was, this Maria is Bamford's stuff that's, probably my favorite. There you go. Oh. This is what's going to kill you and I, John. Maria Bamford's what? Our age? Uh, she might even be a couple years younger. younger. Yeah. 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 Taylor. So, I know. That's, that's okay. Ridiculous. That's good. You no, I was really impressed. Uh, when, I st- when I saw clips of you in the beginning, it was like your timing and your stage presence and all that stuff that's supposed to take years, you got it already. That's oh, really thank cool. thank you so much. It's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Going to be at the Improv tonight, 7.30 and 9.45, tomorrow 7 and 9.15, and Sunday night at 7 o'clock. You know, you're talking about Facebook on stage there in one of the clips that we played. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great for the world, really, and for all of your self-esteem issues to have Facebook? Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I'm young, so I don't really go on Facebook that much. Good. Um, but you know, I that do... once was for young people. <laughs> it was. Remember when that was a thing? Uh, yeah, I feel like now... <laughs> It's all it's just all Instagram and like Twitter if you're angry. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. everyone on Twitter is just fighting. Like nobody is on Twitter like <laughs> Right, just, just What a great day. <laughs> and then on Instagram everybody's like putting a filter on their sadness. Everyone my favorite thing that's on Instagram now is like girls will post pictures of themselves crying and then they'll post a caption like I didn't I wasn't sure if I should post this. And it's like, <laughs> it's a selfie, so dude. True. Like, you, t- no one held a gun to yeah, your head. Correct. Like, show correct. everyone who you are. Now you tell me this has caught on? Girls crying it's on Instagram? This, it's it's a thing, right? Vulnerability. It's, it's a yeah, thing cool now? to be vulnerable. Yes, exactly. And it's like, oh, I don't think you cry that pretty, you know? <laughs> the full makeup on. Full makeup on, a little bit of running mascara, but for the most part, you're just like, okay. And, you know, whatever. So are there people judging how good you look crying now? Is that I am. I don't know about people, well, but I certainly you am. You just don't think when you're crying that you're going to be makeup ready. It's a kind of similar to yeah. gym shots. They would go to the gym and then right. they'd be in full makeup. No, I go to therapy completely makeupless. <laughs> just in total preparation. I'm just like, look, you better bring it today because I, I came prepared. <laughs> I remember the old days when they just took pictures of food that I had no interest in and now this. <laughs> I know, this. yeah. Now it's people's faces you have no interest in. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Right. What about mm-hmm. pets? Don't we have a lot of pets on Instagram? A lot of pets on Instagram. I'm not a pet. I'm not a pet guy. I'm. Okay. T- I, I think that's probably why I'm bad at dating apps. I'm not good at pretending I like animals. Um, I. I don't. I've never wanted a pet. I'll be honest. We had them growing up. Oh, that's cute. My cat in a unicorn outfit. <clears throat> oh, fantastic! I like Actually, the, that's I like, a dark screen, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I enjoy seeing pictures and videos of other people's pets. I've never wanted to own one. You've never myself. had a dog or a cat. When I was growing up, I did, but now that I'm an adult, I think I travel too much too. So when I think about it, I'm just like, all I think about is the obligation and disappointing a right. pure creature. Right. You know, like it I already is... disappoint boyfriends and family members. <laughs> is it tough to date you? Because if yeah, but yeah, it probably think... would be regardless of my profession. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking if you go out with you, you're smart, you're funny, thank and, you so much, and you're having a nice dinner, and you're just burying the idiot who wants to talk about himself. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I do, and then I go, I'm kind of burying you idiot and they're like, like why didn't they call me back <laughs> just to go back to this really quickly did your dad dream of being a comedian is that no. why he took you and what no. does he think now that you've this has become your profession um he thinks it's really cool he does not care for my comedy anymore <laughs> but at the time like we've we've what, had some, what is he like uh he's he's just very christian and conservative and uh he does not Ah. care for swearing and things which is fair so now we're in this weird place where i'm like maybe just don't watch my stuff you know yeah just love me as your daughter yeah just love me as a person like they came to the tonight show that clip you just played Uh they loved that because you gotta be squeaky clean but do you relate to pete holmes comedy and crashing because it was about christian comedy and then developing beyond that christian comedy is fun but your dad coming to shows and heckling you and saying jesus is angry i don't think that's good Uh, at all well he would never (laughs) yell jesus is angry okay he gives you the silent treatment until you realize jesus is angry (laughs) and uh then you go are you mad and yeah i am um so this was a bonding thing initially it was a bonding thing yeah and he i mean i was like afraid to drive on the freeway when i was 16 like he used to drive me to gigs which okay. is like it was like our thing for a little while oh, yeah and then yeah over the years you've they grown to, you've i developed. have grown thank you um but yeah there's certain things that your dad just doesn't want to hear you talk about and you're is, super successful yeah you're amazingly successful at this thank point so how much money did you make last year exactly <laughs> to the penny? Um, can i call my tax guy i don't know if he's awake call yet, your dad he's keeping just, track of it right now <laughs> so uh, Taylor Thompson tonight at the Improv, tomorrow night and Sunday, 7.30 and 9.45, 7.00 and 9.15, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on, uh, on well, that would be Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the way, your website, uh, ttomcomedy.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, improv tickets, chicagoimprov.com? ChicagoImprov.com to get tickets or just show up tomorrow night and see if there's any left and be really disappointed when it's sold out. Yeah. So what's next? Because it's totally different in show business. You know, when John and I got into show business, um, you would carve your act out on a stone tablet and you'd run it from village to village. Right. That's pretty accurate. And then you'd run it to the top of a mountaintop and it so God it out could loud. Well, we didn't bless run. It. We did not run. You did not <laughs> yeah. run. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. That was... <laughs> they mosey. You now, walked uphill in the snow with no you. shoes. Yeah. There's 900 platforms now. Yes. So how do you decide what's a good offer? You got an agent helping you out? I do. Yeah, I've got a I've got a good team of people that that handle stuff for me and tell me what to do and and what's a good idea and what uh, isn't. A lot of young women listening who want to do what you do. How did you get your first Don't. big break? How did you make no. it so young uh, and oh so? Oh my gosh. So- how? Uh, honestly, I went full time after I did uh, NACA, which yeah. is uh, yep. yeah colleges and stuff. Um, if you don't know what that is, and then while I was on the road doing that, uh, last comic 
producer just like found me on YouTube. So that was the big break. I guess so. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, I think the college thing was more the big break because that meant I could make enough money yep. to you know support myself. But you're in an odd position now because as a headliner in clubs at 23, there's well, more. Well, I'm tw- I'm 25 now. 25. Oh, well, that's, that's an different. Old bio, my uh, yeah. but there's more bitterness in the green room than ever because you're out there <laughs> killing and you're 25 years old. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's gotten better over the years. But yeah, when I started headlining, I was uh, 22, 23. And yeah, you'd get you'd get features who were, uh, you know, middle-aged guys who had a lot of uh, t-shirts. I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were uh, maybe a little annoyed. And you know what? Quite frankly, I never blamed them for that because I get it. Uh, so I was just like, I'm sorry, too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this business is whack, bro. Uh, I Yeah, I'm pretty... You didn't go up after me. I go home early yeah exactly i'm like you want to switch i don't care um yeah i i gotta i mean you do something like last comic standing when i was 21 and i uh i knew the whole time i mean i'm turning 26 this week and so that was like five years ago happy birthday thank you so much and um that's when my license is expiring and i i knew even then i was like this is casting i'm not like better than all these people for sure it's like you're young and you know that's a that's a big factor in in getting certain things and i know that like gives you a leg up but like anything i mean this business is you have to work hard and you have to be talented but you also kind of have to have like some some stuff that sets you apart and so um I I'm glad my dad took me to that class so that I I got my foot in early. Well, and it's also great timing because uh, the era of ooh, women aren't funny. That's over. Thankfully, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's over. And you mentioned Maria Bamford. I yes. mean, she was cutting edge. She's one of the funniest people. Period. So good. Uh, Rita Rudner's coming in here in a couple of weeks. Imagine, yeah. the, imagine the hassle Rita Rudner took back in the day. Oh, yeah, when she was first doing Carson that's and stuff. Cool. You know what's kind of cool is your. Uh, so, so let me ask you this because. Um, it hits for you. Certain things hit for you. Are you prepared for that? Uh, the amount of material, all of a sudden, you're boom, here we go. This is... Yeah, because you, you, know, you write all your stuff now, I assume. Yeah. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry, what do you... So I'm, you're prepared. So you get these breaks, this happens, and you're moving into this, you know, getting all this work. You're prepared for this because a lot of guys, a lot of comedians, you know, uh, I've been doing this 37 years. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we didn't have that much material. Right. We, you know, you are phenomenal. That's great. Oh, thank you. Were you prepared you. for that? Yeah, you haven't lived long enough to have 45 uh, exactly. minutes to an hour. Uh, well, you know, that's... Be quiet. Don't let Netflix hear that because I'm filming my special <laughs> next week. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think now you really do have to be writing all the time because, like you said, there's so many different platforms and you have to be constantly producing content for people to stay engaged right. because they have so many different options um, for entertainment. And there's all these YouTubers who are posting a new clip of them just sure. like hanging out or taking things out of boxes every week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I haven't filmed a special before, so it's going to be interesting for me to like kind of start almost like not quite from scratch i do have other material that i've already you know written and built up but like to kind of start over um and like retire that uh which i'm excited to do but yeah you hope you can rise to the occasion you know the equivalent and i believe this to be true because you know we've done it the equivalent is writing a new novel every year an hour of stand-up is a new novel every year it's a lot of work every year is a lot i mean i don't know that i subscribe to that i think like every two years is a little more realistic. But you know that Netflix is the new way to chew up material. So whatever you're doing on the special, are yeah, you going to be gone. able to use it or is it done? No, once it's out, I'm, I'm not going to use it anymore. When does 
this come out? I don't know when it comes out. We haven't even filmed it yet. Where are you shooting it? Uh, Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin Theater. How come? Uh, Because, you know, I just think that's a really great comedy town. I wanted to do it in a theater that um, was smaller. Like, it's, you know, like 500 seats as opposed to one of these huge, like, 1,500, 2,000 seaters. Because that's just not representative of where I'm at in my career. Um, And I want to be honest. And also, I just, you know, I'm used to performing in clubs. Like, I don't want to go into it and be adjusting. Because when you perform in theaters, it's a different timing. Yeah, Yeah. super smart. Without a doubt. That's a a great move. You're very impressive. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, you could be a colossal disappointment in 10 years, but right now you have got it so figured out. I've got so much potential right now. That's what the special is called. It's called potential. Um, but Netflix, the king of content, for Netflix to recognize your talent at this point at 25, when this thing kills, and I'm sure it will, I mean, imagine the doors that are going to open then. Oh, I mean, let's, fingers crossed, or I'll just totally blow it. And, <laughs> You're uh, going to be great. And in a year, you guys will be like, whew, we were wrong about that one. Taylor who? <laughs> uh, it's Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, Tomlinson, ttomcomedy.com, uh, and the improv all weekend. It's great to meet you. Thank you. So great Appreciate to meet you. Appreciate you coming over. Thanks for being late for this. And uh, go to the improv anytime at chicagoimprov.com. Get tickets for this weekend or anytime as well. So uh, good luck next week. Thanks so much. Break a leg. Uh, what's coming up? I don't know. 9.57, and uh, every, I hope everybody has a good. What? Let's go from the top. In three, two, one. 9.57. I hope everybody has a good weekend. God, thank God the show's not live. <laughs> I mean, without the editing, you imagine the mess we would be? It's really amazing. Are you mad she's only 25? Taylor Thomas? Yeah, are you upset? Uh, I'm very impressed. Yeah. And angry. Yeah, no, you gotta be a little angry. Well, yeah. you feel better because you thought she was 23. Well, you know the cool thing, really, because there's no reason for a 23-year-old on The Tonight Show two years ago to break through because there's too many places now. Yes. So she's really been pretty exceptional. isn't it? And she got, you know, she's got a great attitude about it. Yes. Self-deprecating. Yep. I mean, she's not. She's not meth yet. I mean, she's really. She seems to have her act together. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think her part Christian of that is dad's true. mad at her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's the best part, isn't it? What are you guys doing? There's this uh, YouTube sensation. Uh, Andrew, Taylor Tomlinson? No, Andrew oh, Ray. He has this show, uh, Binging with Babish, and he cooks, and he's got over five million followers. Why? Uh, because it's fun to watch, actually. And but why? 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 why is it? I'm sure he's a great kid. But why is it different? This is the part I'm asking because it's a mystery to me. Who cares that a guy named Andrew's <laughs> cooking? Why? He takes recipes from TV shows, movies, and video games and then recreates them. Somebody. How's that a thing? <laughs> I, would, I wish I would have come up with this. Somebody needs a nap. What are you, jealous am, of everyone? Yes. I just, I don't understand why certain things break through. Right. You mean like all the people who just open stuff, like they go to the store, the they unboxing. buy stuff? And they yeah. open stuff yes. and people watch Why is that open. a thing? I can't figure it out either. Because we didn't have the internet when we were growing up. Because, Bill, so you true. would have been a YouTube star oh, unboxing yeah. all your action figures. But see, yes. I had a cousin who could flip his ears out and he'd look like two satellite dishes on the side of his head. Would he be a YouTube he star would be, now? Yeah, they would make no, him president. No, because you need other tricks. What? Not based one on episode. the story you just told me about Andrew. <laughs> different recipes. <laughs> I love it. I watch I, it. I mean, it's meditation for me. Do you me. get it? Am I missing something? I can't something? figure it out. I, no. Uh, no. Right? I don't understand. This isn't I'm an old guy thing. This is truly a question of society. Right. Why that? Not the, Andrew, but why that? If that means everything. It's, if it's stuff that everyone else can do, then you go, what, what? what is he the, doing? But nobody's bothering to actually shoot it. 
post it on YouTube, yeah. create okay. a channel. Yeah, it's not easy to do no. and to keep content Absolutely. creating it. Imagine if everybody was out living lives instead, how different we'd all be. And you can monetize it and make a living off of it. That's yeah. what he's doing. A really good living. And he has a book coming out, so, you know. He'll be on today. We'll be on Monday. Here comes Bill and Wendy.